Warning. This is a world of heroes and villains, of adventure and adversity, of love and death. The characters portrayed in these stories come from varied walks of life, not all of them healthy, and the journey ahead is dangerous. Sessions may include strong language, suggestive situations, alcohol or drug use, depictions of violence against anyone and everyone, speciesism, classism, social elitism, self-harm, slavery, and death of characters or NPCs. The world can be a dark place, and sometimes bad things happen to good people. If these things make you uncomfortable, you may want to consider alternative listening, but ultimately, only you can decide whether or not this is the show for you. If it isn't, you're under no obligation to say, we hope you find what you're looking for. If it is, then we hope you enjoy the show. Away from me, Olivia. Stop touching me. Where's my go live? Oh my Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are live. Welcome to Vanadia session twelve. Woo! I am the narrator. This is my cast of players, and you remind me of a babe. What babe? The babe with the power. <laughs> the, what power? power? Uh, the power of hey. voodoo. Uh, Who do? You do. Do what? Do what? Remind me of the babe. So yeah, my it's literally in my top five films. Baby. Not that movie. Don't get me started on Bowie. Bowie is like my spirit animal. So um all right. Definitely is. So we uh have a very large uh uh thing to, to unpack here amidst the group. Um you are all uh not in a, an expected sort of scenario. You're currently rocketing over the surface of the clouds as if it were a great white sea, blue sky off in the distance, um, a, a cone of wind whipping itself around the exterior of the uh, ship you are currently on, which, for those of you who have forgotten, you are aboard the Corsair on its way towards uh, Blackstone Prison. The deck of the ship is abuzz with activity from... Uh, a number of people from different walks of life, all of them dressed in somewhat similarly themed red and white uniforms. Um, the uh, only name you've been formally introduced to would be Ferris McEnroe, the captain, who appears to be some manner of elf given the rather shapely state of his ears. What do you do? I'm standing oh right god. on the edge of the ship looking over it like, wow, this is so cool. Oh my god, Riker was Riker was sane the whole time. <laughs> what else have what else have you known? Everything, little raccoon. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Dunce are quietly melting down, paralyzed. Oh yeah. He's Dunce there is, too. <laughs> Dunce has literally been like, yep, nope. <laughs> Just, just curled up into a ball on the deck. Captain. <clears throat> uh, from his deck, uh, mm. Ferris looks over and he goes, Yes, Mr. Latimore, how can I help you? Um, so you guys are just getting us there and then you're leaving, correct? No, actually, we're on our way to rendezvous with the Devil's Grave. It's a little slower than we are. So they're on their way to the island, or at least to a point off the island's north. 
where they will not be surveilled, and we will be joining them shortly. Sounds... You did request, Mr. Uh, you did request uh, ma- um, Tactician uh, Superior Mr. De Silva for assistance, did you not? That was the petition. That indeed was the petition. Thanks, I just needed to get my bearings straight on what was exactly happening. Currently, you're traveling through the air most likely ten times faster than any ship you've ever known could go. Strap in. (laughs) Make yourself comfortable. We should be there within the hour. I will. Thank you. For the rest of you, an hour's travel time between... um, between Miradini and Blackstone is kind of mind-blowing, considering it took you guys a day to get there last time. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't it a day? A's just just sitting there, just like, mm, can't, nauseous. <laughs> can't do this. <laughs> We're moving too fast. <laughs> got to make the moment last. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, a, uh, a rather small woman uh, with uh, rose pink hair kind of cautiously approaches the group of the three that are all gathered together Solange and uh, says um are are you all okay? Uh, Not used to being up this high so fast can't keep up it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It's made out of metal. How is Posture it check. Well, um, actually, technically, the Corsair is made of enchanted wood harvested from the roots of the world tree. Um, so it's actually sturdier than most basic metals used for manufacturing and much lighter. Um, but if you're concerned about falling off, actually, the wind spirits that run the ship's flight capacity have created a bubble around the edge of the vehicle. You can't get off it unless they unless uh, the captain puts the ship to land to to illustrate she walks over and she climbs up on the ledge of the ship and leans back and you see this this sort of uh, distortion um, like the skin of of a soap bubble almost kind of ripple just around the edge of her back as she leans against it. Is this anywhere near where Hope is practically leaning over the side of the ship, just looking out like this is amazing? Um, odds or evens? Oh, God. <laughs> just, just pick one. Evens. No, it's the opposite side of the ship. Okay, never mind. Oh. But yeah, th- this this small woman maybe four foot six uh, climbs up onto the edge of it and leans against it and you can see the distortion she goes it's it's extremely safe I mean I understand the the concern I uh, I was quite nervous the first time I got on a ship like this um, the uh, dwarves tend to prefer underground or at least very close to the ground we're not normally very big on heights Completely understandable. She she looks at that and she goes, 
I thought that might make you feel a little better, but I, I did my best. <laughs> she <sighs> steps carefully off of the ridge of the ship and then goes off to her business. Sersha's so losing his tiny mind. Sersha's <laughs> uh, put her hand on Halstead's back and just kind of give him a little tap and then look around for the rest of the group and say, uh, guys, I think we need to talk about what's going to happen. We only have an hour. Well, that is true. Oh. We're going against not things. Uh-huh. Be- oh, go for it. I don't think we need to fight. That would I think be best. There could be a way around this. Considering this is a man that supposedly can't die, I wouldn't want to go up against that. And last time we went up against Celine, she told me that she was going to turn me into a pair of furry handcuffs. I think when we go, at least, and I know A turns to Dunce, I know, oh, I'm sorry, Dunce, I didn't see you. Had no, you're say. absolutely fine. But... Dunce isn't looking at any of you. Dunce has taken the shield and he's cradling it to his chest and he's literally like bent over like this and his hood's up and he's kind of just like... A put like motions towards him. I think Dunce, if you're able to, uh, we should have you and Hope stay back at least like a little bit because... If you remember correctly, Celine really liked Dunce, and we do have an affinity which would have to be a part of the sword, and we don't want to have to complicate any of that to keep you guys safe. I think the part of the sword that he needed for the the Divine Spirit, I can speak, is taken care of with the feather, but we don't need to fight. We need to send somebody who's good at lies and tell him that Lord Stormblade no longer wishes to commission him to Stoneblade, sorry, no longer wishes to commission him to repair it. DJ, take your uh, notes. Stoneblade. For the first time, you hear Dunce kind of look up, and the look on his face is equal parts confusion and kind of frustration. And he holds up the shield and he goes, I rebroke my arms to build this because I thought I was going to have to deal with Celine again. We still might have to, but this is a first step that we can take. If they're not able to see through our deception, then we can walk away with nobody getting hurt, including Uber. Though I do feel he needs to be pulled away from Celine. Because we don't know what they're planning. For them, it's tricky business. That's why I. That's why I contacted De Silva. This plan on paper seems great, and I'm all for it. We need two or three other plans just in case it goes awry. And like you said, we only have an hour. So who do we send down there, and what do we have as backup in case it goes to shit? Because anyone going alone is walking into a death trap. Nobody goes alone. We would all be there. It's just who would actually speak um, rather than who would like all go down there. We're not sending anyone by themselves. Regardless of what happens, we can also inform the guards so they can send down reinforcements if need be. Because uh, we don't want the same thing that happened like in the town. 
Go ahead, Halstead. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I was just going to say, I can have a pretty decent poker face. However, I can try and talk to her if it is Celine. Remember, she doesn't like holy energy, and I can very easily imbue my armor with it. So if she tries to get close, it's at least a deterrent. If we would like me to be the one to do the talking. I know a lot of you don't like the decisions I make, but it's an I option. Would also say that I'm willing to go as well, but it depends on who's the most charismatic. I mean... Well, the ladies do say I have a certain charm. Nobody's Which one? <laughs> Which one? When? Uh, I have references. You don't know everything <laughs> about me, dunce. I mean, no offense, but come on. And Halstead's just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, Halstead, you hold a very good point, but at the same time, most of the mean people we've met would rather turn you into an item of clothing. Even some of the nice uh, ones. I agree with that. Uh, and most of the people that see me angry. either most of the people that see me get scared or angry so we're aroused the truth hurts a lot in terms of practicality and not to be selfish I'm the best bet I pass as human I don't have a gem that makes me a target for the black market I'm not weak out of my mind right now I'm not a walking handbag and I'm not something with angel wings and if things go bad, I bore out and you guys run. So I would agree with sending you. The only thing is, is that we would have to let the bar the guards know that you are a werebore, just in case, or at least letting um I forgot what her name is, uh, the woman that helped us previously. So then she'll at least be able to let them know so that they don't go after you. Because that's one thing we don't want to do is lose a comrade. Are you talking about the lady who runs the prison? Alicia? Mm-hmm. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox, yes. The lady that likes me. Yes, yeah, she Alicia is. Alicia Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, keeping... I'm going down with whoever goes. We're keeping As one important variable out of the equation right now. We haven't met up with Isaac. He might also sure. have some insight on the situation. Um, Wits rolls from everybody in the group except for DJ. (laughs) Wrong dice. Uh, 28. 44. 35, right? 7 times 5, 35, right? Math is not. It's Saturday. I don't have to use my brain normally. (laughs) Uh, 40. It's Sunday. I usually 52? don't have to use my brain either. 52. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, uh, you guys have lost hope. Not in the existential sort of way, but I mean, like, the affinity isn't present. She's left the building. <laughs> Look, I love all these puns we can just make. And <laughs> you've lost hope. Hope is left the building. Not figuratively. Where's literally. the bodyguard? <laughs> Um, the bodyguard with her? You don't see him either. Or do, we don't see... Okay, so bright side, um, if Hope is gone, because I can't see her, and I don't know... Dunce, can you sense her? No. Okay, um, so she has a bodyguard, uh, remember. So she's not completely weak, and she does have, like, superior parent. 
That's abs- um, yeah, that's absolutely fine. But at the same time, just because he healed me doesn't mean he's cool. And also, no offense, he can't. Sh- he had a problem showing us his face. So Dunce literally start has gotten up and starts to like lumber around the ship. She's not in immediate eyesight, right? Correct. There's um. You guys are basically at kind of the low point in the middle of the ship. There's an upraised dock to the front, and then off the back it goes up much more steeply, and that's where uh, uh, McEnroe is. I'm going to go check with the captain. I can see. Is I is there a work you're nearby? Hmm? What was that, um, Halstead? Sorry. Uh, is, is there a worker nearby? Yeah, there's people hustling back and forth off the ship. I'll, I'll just go up to one. I'm just like, excuse me, did you see, uh, did you see an all-white, uh, affinity roaming around here? Kind of hard to miss. Okay, the person that turns to you, um, is uh, a wolf man. I literally ah, like yeah. full full fur muzzle and everything. And looks over and he goes, oh, the dove, um, she's on the upper deck with soul. Oh, oh okay. Uh, nice to, house it to meet you. I'm nice. <laughs> he he, it... he smiles, which, you know, awkward canine muzzle smile is just lots of teeth. And yeah. Riker sees this? He, he, yeah. He smiles, he goes, Carnatendo, nice to meet you. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of nods at you, and then he heads off one way. Oh, yeah. Us is just like, yikes. Dunce heard everything that got said? Yeah. Dunce blows past Halstead and heads up to the deck. Okay. Uh, Is Hope standing on the railing yet, Deidre? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you get up there. Hope is standing on the ship's railing, leaning out, looking over the side, next to uh, a uh, rather slim-built young man with uh, red hair. And uh, the bodyguard is next to her on the ground. And you you know that, that pensive thing mothers do when their children do things and they kind of like half reach out and then they stop? Like, I should stop. No, I should let them. They have to expand and explore their... I haven't noticed. I'm I'm having great crack just leaning over the side of this ship like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, she's just totally out there doing the thing. The other guy's there like it's nothing. Um, And uh, Jaren looks like uh, a soccer mom about to have a heart attack. (laughs) Even standing on the railing, is Dunt still taller? Um, How tall's Hope? Five even. She is just a bit shorter than you. Okay. That's a three, three and a half foot railing. Cool. So Dunst kind of runs up, sees her size, and just walks like up behind her, not to the point where it's like encroaching on her space, but he just crosses his arms. He's just like, if she falls forward, I don't care what they said about there being an air bubble. I'm going to grab her. I love how everyone's just casually forgetting that even if she does fall off the ship, she can fly. Yes, I know, but that's what you said last time when you got MacGyvered out of the air. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the guy standing next to you looks over at the approaching members of the group. Uh, his eyes are kind of yellow amber, and the slits are vertical. Would I recognize what he is based Ooh, on that information? That's, that's, a, that's a new thing. That's new. He looks over at the group, and he goes... I think you have an audience, Duff. 
I look over at the moon and it's like, look, look, can you, can you see? This is fucking amazing. You are absolutely insane. And just when I thought you were the one person in this group that was sound. I am sound. Really? But that does look fun. No, what I mean, we're, we're flying and I don't have to do anything. Oh, oh, no. Look, my wings aren't even moving. Yep, yeah. Um, Dunn's kind of looks at the rest of the group. He's just like, I thought this was going to be emergency. It's not. <laughs> I got no, Hope is delighted with life. We can continue oh. our talk up here. Okay. Oh, God, what are we talking about? The well, I'm less distracted than I was. We are trying to come up with a plan for what's going on. We were talking about how we're going to go about uh, uh, getting the sword from Uber. Um, Hopefully, Sersha trails off in the middle of her statement. Uh, I don't like that. What color? Just, just out of curiosity, what color? I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Blue. Nice. I was about to say I'm green. I'll just give an acknowledging nod to him. Okie dokie. He nods as well. There's a knowing smile between the two of them. That's fucking cool. Sersha says that out loud. (laughs) What's what's fucking... You pursed. (gasps) Sersha said, I swear. I'm so confused. The monk just sweared. That's what just happened. Someone on the other deck uh, <laughs> whistles, and the guy uh, blinks and goes, "Excuse me." He steps off the thing and he heads off towards the other uh, the other end of the ship. There's a woman over there waving at him. Huh. All right. Distractions be be them may. Uh, we do really need to talk about this plan. All right. So what I've heard, Riker should probably go. Sersha should probably go with him. Is everybody here nosed in on the conversation or is anybody uh, sightseeing or distracted by what's around them? I mean, Duds is trying to keep his brain on the conversation. (laughs) It's just the fact that he's in the damn air, um, which is something that he personally hates. Yeah, Um, I'm still thinking about what I saw. Okay. (laughs) Uh, is is uh, Hope still leaning on the railing out the thing, or has she turned around to the group? I'm, I've turned around, but I'm still leaning. Okay. She's flying backwards now. Yes. <laughs> One of her wings is just idly just kind of hitting dunce in the side of the head. <laughs> no, no, she she keeps them close to her bags, so they're not actually okay. like, just flapping oh. around. I think I that would say. be really funny, though, if it's just dunce standing there with his arms crossed. Just, just, like, bird just like a wing on his head. <laughs> I'm just blinking every time it goes near his eyes. Just like, yep. yeah, that's cool. Oh, We love it. I was just going to do that thing where kids, like, they hang out at the bars, but they stick their legs out and they just, like, kick. <laughs> Jeez. All He's right. fully ready for the plan. But uh, Dunce said the thing about Riker and Sersha. I hope is listening, but she has nothing to contribute. Hmm. It's either gotta, if we're gonna send we shouldn't send any more than three or four. And if it genuinely is a problem, if me or Hope go, then we'll stay back. But if Riker well, goes 
if Riker goes Apex, we may need Halstead there to float him out because from what I hear from the last fiasco, that worked. Well, and I'm not sure if this is what Sersha was thinking, but I think us going down as a group would be fine, fine, but possibly having those who shouldn't be near Uber or near Celine be closer to the elevator because as much as I would like to put faith on Mr. Lattimore, put faith on myself and even Sersha, last time we fought Celine, we all almost died. We only got saved because of Isaac and because of Halen. So that's something we definitely need to think of. We all almost died. I hate to point this out, but from what I've seen so far, splitting the party is not a good idea. Dunst kind of holds up his hand. He goes, I mean, I didn't, but things are... And he obviously kind of gestures down to his scrawnier self. He goes, things are different this time. It's okay, big guy. We understand. I don't know. That's the the frustrating part. Can you still swing your hammer? Dunst kind of takes his OG one out and swings it around really quickly and tries to be fancy with it. Please tell me it works out okay. Do I have to roll? You've not lost any strength. I very quickly duck. You've not lost any strength. You've not lost any coordination. What you've lost is um, vitality. Yeah. You know, it's the 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 actions, the the physical exertion wears you out a lot faster than you're used to. Yeah. So you guys watch as Dunt swings it a couple of times, and then it kind of thumps to the deck, and he goes, "Not for as long as I used to be able to." Maybe it's best if he doesn't do any demonstrations in case he has to use it later. True. I was just asking if he could. Right. Yeah. Well. Okay, and... Well, that's a blow to my pride. Well, maybe we should... What about the gravity one? The one that glows purple? What about it? Would you be able to lighten it for him? Uh, yeah. Uh, And last time I did uh, gravity magic to it, it it seemed to make it stronger, so I I don't mind playing sport for a bit. That's an idea to have, just in case. Hmm. Dunce, Dunce is kind of like looking down at his hammer and he goes so we all go down there me and Hope kind of hang back say our piece and if it's not we need to be ready and we need to be geared to fight our way free with that sword I can speak firsthand, and you can see throws up a little bit in his mouth what Celine could do to one of us if she got close enough. Uh, is he check um, your uh, DMs? Oh asking? no, sorry. It's all good. I could hang back behind uh, behind the ones that go forward just a bit, so that way, if we need to make a quick exit, I just I pull you guys out and we rocket our way up. My question is... Go ahead. I I was done. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was there. I I, I said words, and then I ate food. That's okay. My question, are the guards aware of what's going on or the presence that's there? This is why we need to talk to them, get their understanding. 
you True. guys then, feel the we're... ship um, list and kind of alter itself as the the bulk of the vessel turns towards uh, the right. Oh, oh, sweet mother, are we here already? Forty-five. <clears throat> well, if we think about it, it's we're not really being timed, and they don't expect us to be back soon, right away. We still have enough time to speak with the guards and let them know what's going on. This isn't a rushed endeavor. We're not being and attacked Isaac. yet. And this is Isaac, only one yes. plan. Like Riker said, we need more. True. I think the rest, at least having this main one, would be good. I think the rest we do, we should definitely speak with Isaac and everyone else. Uh, uh, Amaria, you feel you feel Halstead pulling on your pants, just like and when you turn around Halstead's just there like A turns to where he's poking pointing. As you look over, there's a ship probably about four times the size of the Corsair moving up alongside of it. It's got just a, the... it, Yeah, it's got a full accompaniment <laughs> of 20 cannons along the side of it Um... It's got three huge masts, each with just these heavy, broad blades churning the air. And it's flying too, isn't it? Oh, it is. Is it pulling up on the same side that I am two. leaning against? Yes. There are two I'm going to very gently folks. flap my wings and <laughs> lean back into the ship. Okay. Because those blades up. don't look friendly. It, it rolls up onto the side. It's massive. Is this the one I saw initially? Yes. Dunce, this is what I saw. Dunce kind of picks his head up to follow with the ship, and then you guys all hear a very distinct thump as Dunce looks too far and falls flat on his ass. Um, as it brings up to the side and it reaches a, a speed where it's moving along with you, um, uh, the ship begins to move upward as you kind of slow pan up the side of the ship like those Super Mario 3 levels, the auto-scrollers when you're going through the Koopa Kingdom ships. <laughs> yeah. You kind of slow pan yourself up the side of the ship past the cannons and everything and as you get up to the railing you see Isaac standing there uh, in a black vest with tails uh, fresh breeches and boots and So I believe Fine somebody boat. called for a strategist <laughs> Yep, we did Please. I did Isaac. He, uh, he Hi, does Isaac. this. He uh, does this with one hand. And um, a couple of shipmates dressed like stereotypical pirates, like striped shirts, bandanas, uh, run up the side and they lay planks across to connect the two ships. And uh, he it's steps totally up. Time to get off the railing. He steps up onto the railing, steps up on <laughs> and walks over to the side of the ship. Says, you know. Dunce immediately gets up and like is just like, I'm gonna spot him. That's dangerous. Do you know how far you're gonna go if you miss step? He walks up and he goes, You know, I wasn't expecting to see you all this soon, but it is nice to see you all. It's good to see you too, I think. Um yeah, well, definitely. Isaac. Especially when we're on flying boats. Um They didn't believe me at first, by the way. To be this is fair, amazing! He goes, to be fair, it's a bit of a stretch. I mean, your people haven't even developed steam engines yet. Steam what? What Story steam? for later. Um, <laughs> this might be difficult for some of you, but if we're going to have a conversation, I'd like it if you could join me aboard the Devil's Grave in the tactical room. 
Oh my yeah, gosh. To that's me. a strong name. I'm hoping you're talking about the boat. He, he points to the one behind him. He goes, yes. Okay, cool. He goes, I, I apologize. He points over to uh, the shipyard. He goes, that's the Corsair. It's, a, uh, it's an Elvon privateer's vessel. It runs through harnessed wind spirits and a magical engine. The grave uses traditional motor rotations, and we combine it with a... Uh, stone called a floater which is basically a four-ton rock that weigh well it's a, a rock that should weigh several thousand pounds and actually weighs about 10 pounds so when you connect it to the rest of the vessel it actually displaces the weight of it all and we just need the props to move it that's awesome a just looks at Sersha. can she make one of those can she make our i have so many questions we'll go we'll go about this goes, later um are you okay with that, Dunce? Do you need me to? Do you need somebody to help you over? I know you're not Dunce, big on heights. Dunce looks over and he goes, "There is only one way I am walking across that plank, and that is no way." <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, can, I, I can see like, that's problematic. Um, I could float. I could float you over, Dunce. Nope. Mm-mm. My, I'm already up in the air. I'm not getting any higher. He he, he goes. I'm. Please don't hit me for this dunce. Please don't. Carrie, can you displace him, please? Um, displace what? There's a you see. There's a woman off to the side. Um, she's got this copper-colored hair pulled back in a long braid. She's wearing uh, healer's robes. Um. And uh. No, I'm not going to make that assumption. Um. Uh oh! <laughs> no, I, I, I was just—I was debating as to whether or not I thought Riker could keep his eyes up here. Um, Probably not. <laughs> if he can't, sir, she can't. Because she's um, she's in doubt. Yep, I mean, she's yeah. you know, she, she's in doubt. Yeah. She, she's in, she's okay. she's Dolly Parton in doubt. Actually, I will. So, uh, I will make. I will make this easy for you. Twelve on his wit. Yeah, is no, he no. He he's like holy. I I I feel as though I should get abreast of this vessel. Um, <laughs> so she uh, she she looks at she looks at the big guy and she goes. She looks at, and in in this tiny voice she goes, "I'm sorry," and uh, she what? she she does this with her hands and you see that ring of light move around Dunce's feet and then he oh, goes, come on. on the other ship. What I would give to have her displace me. Gross. Did Dunce hear that? Like I'm on, I feel no, like you're, on the back of the head as I walk past. You're having that panic moment of sudden transmission. <clears throat> yep, Dunce, Dunce gets to the other side and immediately grips his stomach. He's just like, Mm-mm. nope, this is not fun. Sir Dunce looks Riker back and hops up on the plank to run over. Dunce looks back at the rest of the group. He's just like, if you think we're getting back to Miradini on one of these things, you're out of your mind. Oh, would you rather be teleported? No, I want to take a boat. That's going to take too long. This is a boat. Rest of you, don't look down, and he sprints across the plank. Blah. <laughs> now, Hope is, Hope is looking down. She's like, this is so fucking cool. A goes across. Well, A looks at Halstead. Do you want me to pick you up, little guy, so that it's a little easier for you to go across because it is kind of big walks for oh, such okay. a small... Small little, okay. just like crawl up, crawl up on the back, tail like tail around the waist. 
A walks across, just momentarily looking down, saying, Huh, that's a big drop, huh, Halstead? And keeps walking. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, there comes to a certain point where if you were to fall and hit the water, it's actually the same as hitting, uh, as hitting pavement. Not helpful! Holy Sorry. Noted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dunce is curled back up. He's just like, yep, no. Uh, nope. No, the answer is I forgot, no. I forgot that Dunce could hear that. Yeah. Riker pats Dunce on the back. It wasn't that bad. Easy for you to say you got to walk. <laughs> you could have done the same. If you think for one second that that board is going to take my body weight. It could have. You never surprised. know. magical. Isaac You'd be says, surprised. We've disembarked, flies. She goes, we've embarked and disembarked Balthazar on that thing. If it can take him, it can take you. Balthazar. I'm intrigued. <gasps> Dunn's kind of picks himself back up. He's just like, okay, cool. Let's go to the war. Where are we going? Where are we going? What? Isaac leads the group. You guys head over across the, the deck of the ship. And like I said, this ship is considerably larger than the Corsair. So much so that you don't feel... Um, you feel this constant kind of rumble of, of motion and movement from the depths of the ship. Um, it's kind of like sitting in an automobile with a rough engine. Um, he leads you over through a, a doorway in an upraised section of the ship, which is big enough for Dunst to pass through easily. He doesn't have to crouch or, or anything. Um, you guys go down into the ship, down the stairs and into the ship, and he leads you over to a set of double doors in the back. And when you guys move through, you enter a, a large meeting space there's um a there's 12 chairs pushed off to the sides of the room in the center of the room there's a huge square top table that has a map uh of uh the expanse across it and there's small little like icons that look like ships in places or icons of people in different places and things like that it's it's like a it's like a, a risk board almost when we look... oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, when we look at the map, are there other lands that we haven't discovered yet? No, like, this one is just the. Uh, this one is just the expanse. Okay. What's is there anything marked specifically at Meridini? Um, no, not currently. Actually, no, there is. There's a small silver tree. Mm. Hey, that's that is your like... tree. That's my tree. It's an object of significant interest. Magical trees in the depths of the ground in areas that defy common luminosity and have been the point of conflict between Nephilims and terrestrial forces. It's something to be considered. Wow. Trees a lot more to hustle than we thought. Yeah. Golly gee. There's uh, several large bookshelves in the room uh, stocked with books some of there's another one that's like a shoebox shelf that has uh scrolls in it Isaac uh heads over to uh the uh table and he says welcome to the war room um currently because of our location the expanse is where we're focusing so um it sounds like you guys have gotten yourself into a bit of a thing a bit. 
Keeps happening, it seems. Yeah. We'd like a break as much as you would. No rest for the wicked, my dear. Hey, I heard that. We're not that wicked. Dunce looks over at Isaac and kind of gives a very, very disgruntled smirk and goes, yeah, which means we cannot work, otherwise the good guys will outwork us. This is true. So what's going on? Where I cast do we exposition. begin? Sir, so she's going to tell him everything that she saw in her vision after she gave uh, the sword over. Okay, he goes. Hmm. He goes over to one of the shelves, starts rifling around, pulls out this stack of papers. Interesting. It's not a Tetsujin artifact, so that makes me feel better. Um, so this sounds like it's some sort of local divine construct, something one of your deities made and passed on to a champion. You see those from time to time. Um, unfortunate for the uh, divine catalyst in this case. Um... Given the nature of what we've seen Celine do to stand to um, bystanders and what she's attempted to do to members of your retinue, we know that she has the capacity to mess us up, to remake things in her own image, I believe is the term I was going for. Not that that makes any of that seem less harmful. Um, He, uh, he goes over and there's these brass pipes that come down from the walls. He goes over to one and he goes, Triskelion, can I see you in the war room, please? And uh, from a second, you hear kind of a rattle in the background. You hear, I'll be down there in just a moment, Mr. De Silva. Did that pipe just talk to you? The pipes interconnect through the entire ship. Considering the vessel is close to 1,200 feet long, uh, four stories and contains upwards of a hundred functional members of staff. Um, it's a lot easier to keep in tabs with people this way. Interestingly, oh, communicating with people. I'm just looking at the pipes now. It's really cool. House is just going to stick his face in, in one of the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, uh, hello. I'm going to just keep an eye on him in case he gets stuck. Do, Do I get a call back? <laughs> yeah, actually, you hear what? Huh? What? What uh, you hear? That? Hello, 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 hello. He goes, Who's yakking on the damn pipes again? Just like Halston immediately, like just like, oh no, I did it. I did a bad thing. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> um, Isaac. Yes. Do you know of any way to stop us from being controlled by Celine? Um, theoretically, yes. That's why I've asked oh, for. That's why I've asked for Triskelion to come join us. Um, the door to the room opens and a rather short, very thick and squarely built man comes in dressed in a similar style to Halstead. He's a, he's, he's a little on the corpulent side. Um, dressed in a relatively nice suit. Uh, his head is uh, shaved 
Um, you notice there's a kind of a a twitchiness to him almost, like a tick to his lip, and his eyes are constantly, constantly moving just a little. He goes, uh, this is Triskelion Aplerod. He is probably the finest artificer in the entirety of Rianova and uh, and uh, the uh, Tekorinese Expanse. Um, Pleasure to meet you. He uh, tips his hat and he goes, I he goes. I, I would say that uh, Mr. De Silva was um, exaggerating, but he's probably right. Um, do I do I recognize the name at all? No. Um, oh, okay. This man is clearly human, although you're not sure for Riker's benefit. But you're not sure what the deal is with him. Like I said, the, the he's got a, a tick, and uh, his eyes are kind of vibrating almost in his head. He goes, so we're dealing with a Nephilim and um, there's a concern. This one has demonstrated the capacity to influence mortal cognizance. And uh, I'm wondering if you know of anything that might be able to help with that. He, he oh. kind of, he brings up and he kind of strokes his lip for a second and he thinks and he goes, I might have something. Let me let me check the catalog real quick. Go about your business. He uh, steps off and he pulls a rather sizable book off the shelf and starts thumbing through it. Catalog? He goes, the Applerod family has manufactured somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to 30,000 variations of standard magical artifacts of major and minor capacity for the nobles for the better part of the last 400 years in the Tikorini's expanse. We keep a running, uh, a running inventory of artifacts of different types and makes for the purposes of deconstructing them so that we can build our own versions to cross market, to build contingencies to prevent people from being influenced or directly affected by more surreptitious ones. And um, we also just aren't terribly big fans of when people know how to do something we don't. So we like that's, to keep our avenues open. That's great, you know. Can you put it in words that I can understand? Hey, he goes... You did? <sighs> I like to make magical things and I like to see other people's magical things because then I can make bigger ones and show them that I've got a bigger dick than they do. There. Yeah, there. Dunce kind of turns to Sersha and looks back at Riker and says, how did he not get that? That made perfect sense to me. Oh, yes. Well, he doesn't have the benefit of Coxon on his side. It's just Riker. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like that Jordan's like, shots fired! <laughs> like, just like the like, I wasn't aware that there so, could be shade thrown in the war room. Sersha's <laughs> um, uh, just playfully smiling over at Riker. <laughs> we love the that. The entire time. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to... Interesting. Uh, we, also, we also found that, uh, that uh, uh, radiant and holy energy uh, had an effect on... Uh, seemed to have a well effect on Selene if that helped. That makes sense. Radiant holy energies are not 
necessarily holy if you really get down to the brass tacks of it. It's more just unregistered divine energy. It's the semblance of the gods themselves getting thrown about. It's damaging by rote because it's not focused. If you work with actual literal divine energy, it's much more precise and capable of a greater amount of why did they put Lethobos next to Kular? Those are two different types of surge engines. <sighs> he flips into a different page in the book. Dunce is kind of like he takes his shield out and he goes, I made this, too. He looks up oh, 100% just punched my mic. Sorry, guys. So he, he glances up at it and glances <laughs> down, then he stops and he glances back up and he goes... He throws the book down and he comes over and he goes, That's just lovely. Thank you. He, he, he kind of he, he licks a finger and he runs it across the etchings on the front. And you see a spark conduct between his finger and the shield. And he goes, that's very powerful defensive magic. That's nice. most impressive, my young man. That is very, very impressive. He looks up at you real quick with a, like this this grin. There's a there's an excitement in his eyes when he looks at what you've made. Like a genuine excitement in his face. Like So she's doing the Halstead where it's just like between them. And he goes, This is Oh, this is wonderful. If you're ever looking for a job and you find yourself out my way, I would love to put you in one of our facilities. You could make amazing things and I would love to put you in a place where you didn't have to worry about the cost of overhead or budget. <laughs> hey, hey, Isaac goes, <clears throat> and uh, Triskelion goes, but I'm in the I'm I'm in the middle I'm, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> he goes back to the book. I Dunst turns to Isaac. Sorry. And he goes, no, it's perfectly fine. Triskelion is just you and Triskelion have a lot in common. You are often misjudged based on what you look like, and people don't see the potential for what lies within you. How tall is Triskelion? He's about four and a half feet tall. Dunce looks over at Triskelion once he's just like, you have a lot in common, and Dunce kind of looks at him for a second and just like... I don't think that was quite what he meant, hon. Yeah. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it. There are very few people I've met that are my size. He, he was talking more about your minds, hon. That's where you, you have things in common. Oh. Whoops. Uh, it's, it's not about the physical, though. He he's acknowledging that they probably judge Triskelion based on his looks as well, not because not in exactly the same way you are, but because Triskelion, he's... as he's looking at the book, says technically they judge me off the fact that a uh, ruach tum clawed me out of my mother's belly before I was supposed to be born, and as you can tell, I'm deformed and somewhat dysfunctional. Wow. Hey. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear. He shakes his head. He goes, it simply is what it is. Uh, well, Dunce takes okay. a more active entrance, interest in Triskelion after that statement. And it's not like a laser focus, but you guys kind of see that he looks over and kind of in the back of his head he goes, I think I just might have found someone who's more like me than anyone else I've met. And unlike the other ones who have been kind of like me, this one seems to like me. 
kind of, maybe. Uh, I'm so confused. I thought for certain there was an artifact for a disruption of external influence. Isaac. Isaac Isaac looks away from Triskelion towards you. A quick moment. Of course. Just say some curiosity. And Absolutely. so she's going to, like, lead him away from the rest of the group and kind of, like, bend her head in. Okay. What kind of company do you keep where there is a, a dragon amongst you? Yes. Oh, um... Because, uh, well, technically, he's not a dragon. There's he, no judgment in her tone. It's, like, absolute curiosity. He, he takes a moment, and he goes, Oh, Saul. Um, technically, he's not a dragon. He's a Yashitanin. The dragons in where I come from were exterminated centuries ago um, by magic users who wanted to pursue them and extract their bodily humors and whatnot to create artifacts and things. Um, however, the more powerful of them, in order to spare themselves death, inserted themselves into the archetype of human majesty. So now human children are randomly born possessing the dragon spirit. It's called the Yashitanin. And as they grow in age, their draconic traits manifest physically and they become the dragons of old as they age and grow in power. Holy Cleveland, that's so cool! Sounds like we have a lot more in common than I thought. Thank you. My pleasure. uh, I'm quite fond of your group. I, I, I don't mind sharing information. Sersha has unlocked world lore. You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I should break point at this and say, um, you know, uh, alert flag, your group has technically unlocked Rianova at this point. Hey, you're welcome. Hey! You have, <laughs> buddy! Which means you, uh, you've unlocked uh, a region called... Um, I'll get more into it later, but this region of the world, as opposed to being uh, fantasy-driven, uh, Ranova, the Ether Dynasty, is a world of steampunk mechanics, um, airships, steam trains, um, lot, lots of extra stuff like that. And, of course, as is the standard of things, um, it has its own separate uh, book of spells, abilities, playable races, oh etc., yes. so on and so forth. But we can delve into that later. I just wanted to say, hey, you know, achievement get. Um, <laughs> just the. I'm not excited. You are. Which means I'm <laughs> going to have to go into our uh, chat or our uh, the Discord server and uh, put in summary settings and information Heck about yes. uh, the new region for yeah, just as you choose. Sersha's just. I'm a about glow. to go. That is so good. How many questions she has about? all the other people that she's seen across the two ships so far. Just like asking, what is he? What is she? Who are they? Faye's just looking across the books. She's not like pulling them out, but she's seeing if there's anything about like Renova that she can see in the titles. There is a, several of the books are in languages you don't know. Um, Cool. uh, There is one called, uh, uh, there, there is one written in common on the back. It says, uh, the it says the war of the barren kings uh it's a rather history. thick and old Meh. one so uh i want to uh, uh house is uh gonna go up to dunn 
and uh, 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 hey, Gun, uh, I, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a question where, uh, uh, where you went for uh, uh, Claxton. Um. Okay. Dunce kind of like does the tapping. Are you there? I am always with you, apprentice. You need only ask for reply. Okay. Yeah, and then he turns back to Halston. Halston, you see Dunce kind of turn to the side and his eyes go out of focus for a second. He goes, yeah, wh- wh- what do you need? Uh, I, I was just, uh, I, I was just wondering if I could, uh, if I could get your, uh, your opinion on, on this and, uh, Halston's just gonna pull out, uh, he's gonna pull out his, like, uh, his huge hatchet. And, yep. uh, and just like, uh, uh T- Tiberius made me this and, uh, I, uh, well, I, I figure if I could get it appraised, I could give the, uh, the compliments back over to Tiberius. I mean, it's not every day you have, like, a creator god thingamawat to, uh, compliment your work, so, uh, would you mind taking a look? Yeah, sure. Dunce kind of hands it. Large in Halstead's hands, not so large in Dunce's. For real. Kind of just holds it and holds it up to his eyes, and he goes, okay, um... He just kind of taps in again to be like, yeah. what am I looking at? And Claxon looks at it. He goes, a relatively uninspi- uh, unimpressive device by basic construction. Um, steel, not in terms of material, nothing particularly standout-ish. Um, there is a great amount of emotional investment into it, though the intention behind the hands that shaped it was pure. It would take an enchantment quite well. It's very sturdy. You see Dunce kind of like listen for a second, Halstead. Cocks his head to the side. Then he hands it back to you quickly. Pulls out his notebook and he goes, give me one second. Uh, You notice that um, Triskelion at this point has also put down his book and produced from in his his coat a somewhat worn uh, hand-bound journal that uh, you see sketches and designs and notes in as he flips to an open page and he starts writing. Is there something going on? Ace says as she sees him I'm doing that. I'm not finding anything specifically noted about resisting external influences of a divine nature, but with the application of a little soul stone and some basic runic construction, I could fabricate something. I believe I what have a- materials necessary on my forge here. What Can about pulling? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just... You go first. Dunce's question was a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, you go first. <laughs> okay, could I help? I see no problem with that, Dunce. I'd be happy to have you in there. What about Dunce pulling... Of- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go, 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 go. No, you're good, you're good. I'm going to grab lipstick. Dunce was going to kind of cock his head to the side and go, I don't think anybody said my name in here. How does that short guy know my name? Isaac's told us all about you. About Uh, all of you. Got it. That's discerning. Isaac shrugs and he goes, "Um, I mean, all things considered, we're at a tactical disadvantage when it comes to information about this region. All of you have a surplus of it, it seems in poor judgment to not consider the tactical value of a continued alliance with your group for that information purposes alone. 
True. I mean, the fact that I enjoy I'm all of your not. companies and I think you're all wonderful people is, you know, is not to be ignored. Aw, thanks, We Aww. like you too. <laughs> Isaac smiles. It. There's just the barest bit of a rosy in his cheeks when, when, when he smiles at the group. What a sweetheart. If for nothing else, an alliance of opportunity makes sense. And Triskelion finishes his notes and says, um, if you're willing to... He, he looks at Isaac and he goes, if you're willing to allow me to uh, go to the forge and um, requisition... Uh, and and I, I think I have the basic materials to construct something. Although, he looks at Isaac and his, his eyes take on a bit of a gleam for a second and he goes, if you would allow me to requisition something, it might be useful. And Isaac goes, no, no. We're not touching the box. Yes, very well. If you want to leave your assets unallocated, that's your prerogative, Mr. De Silva. In the meantime, I believe I have some processes to begin. Dunce, would you like to join me in the forge? Dunce kind of looks at the rest of the group. Does anybody need me? We'll always need you, but you can go on if you want. Good on my end. It's good for you to keep your mind off of the fact that we're we're at a place that you don't want to be. Well, I just want to make sure. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I want to make sure Sersha says her piece. Would this also be able to separate a Nephilim's presence from somebody Mm, completely? Yeah, that would be a different a different thing. This is more about repelling an intrusion, not about breaking connections. I can see if I can come up with something. I'll have to tap with Sariona. He shudders a little bit when he says that. Also, Dunst scribbles something down really, really quickly, tears out the piece of paper, um, and then hands it to probably Sersha. And he goes, if you guys can't think of anything else, that's an idea that I had. And then he kind of follows. Okay, he walks off with your skeleton. Um, Isaac, do you have a moment? Um, I literally have nothing but. Can I speak with you in private? Um, so long as the rest of the group is comfortable with that, feel free to wander the ship. I'm going to look over your library. There might be information that I need to learn. I'm going to go see what everybody's skills are. I stick my head back into the pipe and say, like, uh, uh, is Augustine here? Hello? Yeah, mumble, 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 mumble in the background. You hear? I don't suppose this is a fluffy little Dubnuki fella that I met a couple of nights ago. Hi. <laughs> I'm over here at the war room if uh in case you wanted to uh, uh hang out again. You know what? I would be pleased as punch. I'll swing my way down there and join up with you, my furry little friend. Give me just a moment. I hear I, him. I hear my Mima. <laughs> I can hear my Mima. <laughs> I hear everybody I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Isaac says, feel free to wander the ship. Um, nowhere is off limits. 
Um, don't be afraid to uh, ask somebody if you've got questions or if you want to. You can use the comp pipes. They all connect in here, so wherever you go, I'll hear you. Cool. And after uh, my uh, after Mr. Latimer and I have our conversation, uh, I can take you all down to the uh, uh, to the mess if you'd like to get something to eat. Always food. Always. Hey, shoots her head up. <laughs> Why didn't you say that at the beginning? <laughs> I'm so hungry. Duly yeah. <laughs> I fed all my food to the squirrels. <laughs> all right. So uh, the group is allowed to wander the ship then. Um, Dunce, you are taken down two floors in the ship. You feel the vibrate. The vibration intensifies a little bit the lower you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Triskelion leads you up to a. Uh, an iron door set in a, a wooden wall in the in the depths of the ship. Uh, he takes a key from around his neck and unlocks the the for the door, puts it back on, pushes it open. The blast of hot air is immediate as it rushes out from the opening. As you walk in, um, you are inside a large forge, fully decked out. You notice the floor, the ceilings. The walls are all iron. The entire room is ensconced in it. There's plates of it secured everywhere to keep the fire and everything from getting out to the rest of the ship. Um, the forge itself is has a big open mouth. Um, the flames are roaring away. There's an anvil. There's a, a box shelf like the one you saw at Eleanor that has a cylindrical stock of metal stashed in it. Unlike Eleanor's, however, off to the side, there's a crucible, which I don't know if you're familiar with what a crucible is. In real life, yes. Dunce probably isn't. Okay. Yes, there's a there's a large crucible with several different um, uh, fornery uh, uh, vessels in it for the mm -hmm. processing of different types of metal and the like. Alrighty. Uh, there's a full uh, accompaniment of tools. You also notice on top of normal blacksmith's tools. He has a small desk off to the side with gem cutting tools and tools for working finer pieces of decorative metal for like jewelry and things like that. This is easily the most elaborate of the forges you've seen. There's tools for every feasible type of craft in here. Dunce kind of stops in the doorway and without realizing that he's doing it, takes his shield out and just hugs it to his chest again. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that kid that doesn't realize how big the candy shop in the mall is until he goes to the candy shop in the mall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points for the uh, for the eye cross. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, five, 500 bonus XP for Dunce because that was the childhood everybody needs. Yeah, boy. Yes. Bonus points for cuteness. You're not wrong. Um, I gotta step up my game. <laughs> Triskelion, uh, Triskelion goes over and he uh, pulls out a, a a drawer. It rocks forward from the shoebox shelf where all of the materials are at. And um, it has smaller shelves inside and you see uh, ruled, uh, rolled stock of different precious metals lined up in there for things. As he thumbs through and he goes, 
Do any of your people have metal concerns I should be aware of? Um, not that I'm aware of. My people don't really spend much time together. Well, I just want to make sure. I don't want to. Yeah, I'd hate to. I'd hate to craft a piece of cold iron, uh, of cold iron jewelry, and then have somebody put it on one of the Fay Court. Those sons of bitches burn so easily. I wouldn't know. I mean, fire and acid. Those hurt a lot. What do you think is a good choice for materials? We could go with rune metal, um, or I've got crown silver. Either uh, one of rune, those would take an enchantment well. Rune metal, probably. We have somebody in my group who doesn't take well to silver. I don't know if it's specifically that kind of silver, but I'm assuming. Oh, if they is lycanthrope. Yeah, the, oh, the crown silver would be most unpleasant for him then. Doesn't take much to burn the bejesus out of a lycanthrope with crown silver. All right, rune metal it is then. He uh, pulls a a length of copper colored metal out and uh, extends it over to you, and he goes, "If you would heat that in the crucible for me." Okay. And Dunst takes it and takes it over. Okay. The uh, you have never handled pure rune metal before. This has already uh -oh. been processed for through metallurgy. When you look at the dark copper color of the metal, you can see faint, almost runic-like distortions in the metal that are paler in color than the rest. This is very nice. Thank you. I prefer to work with only the finest ingredients. I have trade contracts with uh, the dwarves in the subterranean kingdom. It makes sure that when they crack a new vein, I always get first pick. Slauncher. Slauncher. With my freaking Capri Sun. Slauncher. <laughs> I love it. This is a very Dunce-friendly beverage. It is. This I is love it. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So Dunce and Triskelion will spend the next period of time working. That's going to eat up some time for them. Yep. Okay. Um, down in the group there, uh, the war room door opens and Augustine walks in. Uh, black vest, white shirt. Um, he uh, has the buckle on his belt and on his shoes. Has that blue stone in it that you've always seen. And as was before, his eyes, the the iris and pupil of his eye also look in that same polished blue sheen of the gemstones as he walks in. And he goes, well, well, Professor Halstead Honeycutt, what a delightful surprise to see you on this airship. Uh, oh gosh, uh, it's uh, it is a uh, mighty fine to see you again. Uh, uh, uh this is a uh, this is a mighty fine vessel you managed to uh, find yourself on. As all well, the captain has uh, yes, Captain Widowgate has uh, gone out of his way to make sure that the Devil's Grave is a comfortable, uh, comfortable vessel. Um, I imagine a. Famous and well-kept sky pirate such as himself would would esteem nothing less than the finest of airborne war vessels. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, would you like a tour, my little friend? Uh, please and thank you. All right, then. And uh, Augustine and Halstead make their way out of the group. Um, Lolly is perusing books. Um, what is Saoirse doing? What time of day is it? It is... Uh, close to lunch 
Titanium. Oh, come on. I had I had to do it. I had to. Breaking <laughs> uh, out the Jeff Bridges. Mm, you. Sersha <laughs> is going to just kind of walk around the ship and see if she can pick up any sort of talk between crew members and just kind of key into conversations without appearing to be listening to them while also just looking around. Okay, roll a d6 for me. Uh, okay. What is Hope doing? Good question. Um... Okay, Hope is finally finally going to acknowledge that Jared exists. Yeah, Jer- Jared is hanging out with you this whole way and he goes, you know, I can see on one side of things your mother's concerned that you might be putting yourself in danger, but on the other side, this is all really fascinating, and I think it'd be kind of ridiculous to not take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, while you're here, you might you might as well, you know, soak in the sights, enjoy yourself a little bit. But for for now, anyway, until until we get to where we need to be. Still can't see his can head at all in the hood. The hood is just black in any case she's, she's going to kind of think for a minute and then say something to the effect of is are there are there any spells you could teach me that would be particularly useful before we go into this I could teach you most spells Hope if you're really concerned about it I mean I, I've had the time to build a considerable repertoire it's very vague and very broad. Well, in the span of my lifetime, before I reached its transition, um, I was a teacher. I taught many different types of magic to many different types of people across several different regions of the world. Um, I, I don't mean to be vague or evasive. It's just a very broad question. Okay, well, we, we are about to go into the depths of a prison to potentially face off against a Nephilim. Maybe narrow it to something defensive. All right. Um... Or healing. I, I, always, I, I always have an interest in more healing spells. I have two at the moment. He nods. Plus my my one holy attack. Let's see here. I can think of a pair of spells that it might benefit you to have. Um. I just I need to know what your. Uh, I need to know how far you've progressed in your education out of character what level are you i am level eight okay. you possess sacred and leafa sacred and leafa plus diagnosis and shared life and, and 48 percent of calling well, definitely we should first make sure to finish calling with you. There's no point in carrying around a half-finished spell. Okay. Um, he uh, rifles around in his uh, in his pouch, and he pulls out a couple of scrolls. 
and hands them to you. And he goes, this is Grand Sacred and Grand Lifa. I think you should make a point of learning both of these. Good plan. And also, just for the sake of your own defense, um... very hard. There's a lot of things I feel like you should learn, but at the same time, I also don't want to also don't want to be a a, a, a falcon parent and drift about you take away any love. Oh, you mean, like, you mean like the other one? Yes, exactly. No disrespect to Imogen, but I'm trying to be considerate of things, and all things considered, your upbringing has been difficult enough, I imagine. Hmm. He, he pulls out and hands you another one and he goes, this is dispel magic. It will give you the ability to turn other spells off. Okay. So that might be a, a good one for you as well. Um, let's go find a spot on the deck where it's quiet and open and we'll, we'll, we'll work on this. Okay. So you two go off to do that. All right. Um, at the group is mostly gone in its own ways and uh, Isaac turns to uh, Riker and he goes so I'm mildly concerned that this is something you didn't feel you could discuss with the rest of your group so what can I do for you Mr. Latimer couple of things for tactical reasons purely tactical it's more of to even the playing field Share some of the knowledge from your world. Any books on monsters and creatures? Um, what you know about our races and yours as well? Well, I've gone the route of having to learn a lot about different regions. I wouldn't be much of a military tactician if I put myself in a position to be surprised by something. It's like just always... Killed. Exactly. It's always easier when somebody knows what we're dealing with. Someone in the immediate vicinity. Posture check. We're all just sitting here hunched over. Well, half of you are taking notes and... Working on the journal. Yeah. Reading. It's okay, I'm the one who redeemed it. Me. Everyone's gonna have back problems tomorrow. <laughs> I already do. I always have back problems. Mm. It's kind of funny that the uh, person who's almost a physical therapist is the one with back problems. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Deej is just like, yeah, funny, isn't it? But I'm not laughing. Mm. Ha ha. Yeah, exactly. You're har. real fucking funny. Har, har. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she muted Much. her mic so she could be like you oh. motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw the message has A found anything in the books yet oh sorry like, my you're good. other monitor is a little skewed at the moment I feel that yeah okay. same and there's a thank you for that um, Dan um, define good I mean a lot of this is history um, of different regions of the world. Um, 
What are you looking for? I'm looking for anything that would be important for our group. Okay. Well, I mean, there's, 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 um, like if there's a book of maps. Well, no, you, there's not a book of maps. That would be the shoebox shelf on the other side of things. Which, when you make your way over there, we'll get further into that. Um, in fact, I'd say when you get over there to that, you would immediately recognize that these are all maps designed to lay out on the war room table of different regions of the world. Okay. So, A would probably make her way, but... Making her way. Okay. All right. Um, Isaac looks at uh, Record and he goes, so what exactly are you looking to know? It's hard to trust something you don't understand. Do you have any books that tell me everything? Well, at least on a base level of the species from where you're from, or the monsters from both the expanse and where you're from. Um, I don't have any medical books about different races or things like that. That's more Carrie's pace than mine. She's our resident healer. Um, there was another thing I'm, uh, I'm sorry that I was about to accuse you of, of being the Violet Star oh no um, it's perfectly alright Riker I understand I've been to I've been, I think, almost everywhere at this point. And um, when you get outside your element, it's at times terrifying. So it's understandable that confronted by something potentially dangerous and then well, more than potentially when, when encountering something absolutely horrifying um, and then discovering somebody possesses knowledge pertinent to this, it's not difficult to assume that their possession of knowledge represents uh, a level of involvement. Um, if it would make you feel a little better, I can tell you about my involvement with all this. Uh, it can wait for another time. Uh, the most important thing that I wanted to talk to you about more than anything is um, if for whatever reason the Expanse becomes a dangerous place for me specifically. And this is why I didn't want the group to hear. Anyway, I can hitch a ride back with you guys to Rianova. Ah, looking for a change of scenery. I haven't exactly made a lot of friends with government on some levels here. Yes, I've got the pips. Yes, I have commendation. But, uh, the expanse is more and more becoming a place not fit for this particular like. Well, I, I have to tell you that each of the worlds I've, I've traveled to all seven regions of the world. Uh, Riker's eyes widen at the statement of seven. And um, I will say that each place is not without its conflicts or difficulties. Um, most of them Lycanthropy doesn't exist only because it's been wiped out in an aggressive fashion. Um, Good. They won't know what I am then. Other places, it's because lycanthropy lost out to the Fomori, which is something infinitely worse than you are. 
um, there are unique challenges all about the world and its regions, Riker. Um, I guess I, what I'm... I, I tell you that should you find yourself in a place where you need to find a change, if I'm available... I am more than happy to take you with us. It's, it's a change. It's a very stark change in the world beyond the expanses. Different. From what I can tell, the event that created all seven regions pushed the expanse out the furthest. It is the youngest of lands, the most disjointed. The other places are older, um, set in their ways and they possess very different well, shit. If nothing else, I imagine Mamana would be a happy place for you, but there's somewhere for everyone. What I'm saying is this rebellion, revolution, you know, fighting for a better world thing, take me fucking with you if things go south. If I can't travel with these guys, even though I love them, for whatever reason, I'm willing to sign up, be the rank and file, and help. Well, I have to tell you that in this liberation army we're building, um, nobody is rank and file. We all are our own things, and we're all names, and we're all places and histories. We, we come from different walks of life. Nobody here is just a rank and file. It's signing into a family, which is what makes my job so important, because I have to make sure that every one of you comes back alive at the end. So, but, you're already my friend, Riker. I have considered you that since our first interactions before. We work together well. And I would be more than happy to take any one of you, or all of you, with us when we return to Rianova, if so inclined. I but, just figured... I don't want to push that on anyone because as much as it would benefit us to have able combatants and people with a unique perspective and respect for the plight of demi-human races, um, you all have your own lives and the idea of a whole new place and a whole new side of the world is exciting and distracting and could very easily lead people to lose track of the things that matter to them at home. So, while I will always be more than happy to take you with us, I do want you to take that into great consideration before you make that choice. That's part of the reason why I wanted to talk in private. If we could, I would love for all of us to join, but not everyone sees the world I, the way I do. Well, everybody has a very unique perspective if there's one thing I've learned, whether it's arm wrestling a drunk giant can in a bar or dealing with uh, dealing with the seven elf tribes back home it's everything is different everywhere you go so like as I said I would be more than happy to have you among the ranks I just want you to make sure that you're that that's where you really want to go because it's a huge huge change and it is one that you may not come back from 
Let me think about it. That's and, all I ask. Uh, who is it that you said had those books or could tell me more? Uh, that would be the healer, um, our, our resident healer, Caridwin Page. Um, Directions, this place is a little... She's up on the deck, her office is towards the front. She is the uh, woman of... Um, um, she is the one of ample endowments that many people have a hard time remembering where her eyes are. Oh, that one. Okay. Um, shouldn't be hard to miss them. As um, I said, she's on the deck towards the back. Riker goes red face. I will make my way over there. Alright. Um, purely informational purposes. Certainly. Um, Riker? Be careful with Carrie. Nobody... Everybody except her apparently realizes that she's very attractive and she's well endowed. She is about as observant of the attentions of others as a wall is observant to the floor. And um, oh it's gotten her in trouble with some people. I will keep that in mind. Thank you for the heads up. And um, I've got some light reading to do that. Yes. I have never been rooting harder for Riker to choke on his hoof. I have never been rooting harder than I am in this moment. <laughs> what do you I mean he has no ill will? He has no intentions Syndrome. of the sort. I am well aware which will make this moment so beautiful. Why <laughs> can I see him? Hi, Lattimore Riker. I mean, uh... Riker Bustamore, how are you? Riker Bustamore? Former Lada Tusk. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> and then A comes in for the kill. <laughs> wow. You have a wonderful dress. Wow. I can't because this is the best thing. All when I visualize this every single time is Riker awkwardly trying to speak, like looking like that one teen kid who's like, Neh. and then A's next to him squatting, doing one of these. <laughs> and the person always is just like, she seems interesting. And Riker's like, the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean interesting? She's weird. That's right. And I could have hope conveniently turn up and be like, healer friends! Yep. She is good for that. All oh. the women in this party are trying to steal all the women not in this party from me. <laughs> Listen, man, it's not our fault you get hoof blocked, okay? Oh. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's hard. Sersha, um, I got your dice roll. Kidding. As you are um, making your way around the ship, you hear boisterous laughter. And uh, the next door down, you find the mess hall. Gathered around a table is a, a surly bunch of pirates, for lack of a better descriptive term. Um, glasses in hand, talking animatedly. Uh, one of them is a larger, um, more uh, built gentleman uh, wearing a heart plate on the outside of his on the outside of his tunic, um, having a conversation <laughs> with the group as well. And sitting next to him, laughing and occasionally punching him in the arm, is a pretty maid. Um, a, a pretty maid with a. Short purple hair, um, dressed in a feathered cap and a uh, midriff bearing, <laughs> a midriff yeah, bearing there it is. Like, uh, bodice top. 
and um, response. They're they're laughing. They're they're laughing and talking. And, and the guy in the group's there, sitting there, and he's like, he goes, "So Max and I, we're going out onto this thing, and we're, we've got to we've got to steal this. We're going to invade the Elf King's airship. We're going to steal this sword. We have." to get this bloody sword because it's beautiful and it doesn't belong in their hands because they're a bunch of stuffed shirt twats, right? So I'm like, we're going to go in and we're going to go in quietly like this. And she socks him and she goes, Shiloh, for fuck's sake, you're doing it wrong. And she goes, I'll tell the story. I'll tell it better anyway than you do. She goes, so we want to get under the ship. Shiloh wants that sword because I want the sword. I want the sword because it's shiny and pretty and there's nothing better, nothing hotter than a pretty girl with a big sword, if you know what I'm saying. And they're like, yeah. And, um, she, and so at, basically in the span of the next three minutes, it goes from this group sitting to the group kind of spread out laughing and drinking. She's on the table with a sword out and going, and I was like this, and I was like this. And she's sword fighting random pirate. And he's laughing maniacally as, as they're going through this, like going from table to table and everything going just climbing the surroundings to get through and in the background of the room there is a white wolf man just watching this going I don't know why they let you out in public I swear to god <sighs> to the no offense to Tiberius and Halstead can those two people those two descriptive pirate people adopt dunce please <laughs> I love it boy <laughs> <laughs> I beg your sweet fucking pardon. Yeah, so, so that's where uh, the audacity. Study your room. Not a real dad. Does oh, Tertia no. recognize the sword? No. It, or the story? Um, no. It, it's a. Uh, it's must be local to wherever they're from because it's not one you're familiar with. You said Earth Kingdom, and Sertia like hunched no, up. She Elf was, like, Kingdom. Oh, uh -huh. I misheard. Yeah, no, he said Elf Kingdom, not Earth Kingdom. Um, on the other side of the Elf. space, there is another door that opens, and uh, Halstead and Augustine come through. And Augustine goes, and as you can see here, this is the mess hall. This unruly bunch of miscreants is uh, the pirate crew that came here with their captain, Maxine the Mad illustrated here prancing from table to table as if she has no conceptual understanding of what a table is for oh uh, and that's her hi, right hand man and he goes and that is uh her right hand man shallow ironside who uh believe it or not was the son of the local magistrate who ran away from home to chase his best friend when she said you know what fuck the police let's be pirates oh wow uh hi miscreant <laughs> What, nope. what was that name again? The gentleman's? Shiloh Ironsides. Okay, thank you. Aw, Shiloh. That's a cute name for a big it is, person. It is a cute name. He's, he's big sitting there energy. laughing. I mean, like, literally, his laugh is this deep, barrel-chested, you know, just just this this peals of barrel-chested laughter as he's watching her. Chase, and she's now chasing the guy um, around the room with the sword going, stop being such a fucking pussy I'm trying to show how the fight goes and, and he's literally just like fucking you're gonna kill me um, a very awkward her. rendition of can you feel the love tonight is playing like somewhere in the background yeah I'm funny <laughs> uh, Halstead is 
how say is gonna go like is just gonna go a little bit forward and just go, uh was it was it more like this and like uh cast an illusion of uh of her, but it's more exaggerated. Like oh, God. the hat the hat the hat is bigger, the sword is a little bit bigger and longer. I don't like where this and is going. All the flourishment is just there and like uh she's just fighting off like all these pirates and the illusion while just like yawning and she's just like like that just like it, it, it's oh. like that the group notices and the pirates are like ah and Shiloh goes exactly like that at which point she sticks her sword in a cup and slings it across the room and the cup goes and Shiloh rocks out the back of his chair and hits the floor and then she goes exactly like that <laughs> and he, he looks ah. up and he's like I was on your side and she's like yeah but you wouldn't stop staring at my tits <laughs> I like her. <laughs> how how says that? Like, ah, oh, she's wow, wow. This, wow, everybody's so cool on here. She she hops off the table, and um, the sword that she has in her hand is uh, it's the hilt of the the hilt of the sword looks like an onk, basically like a cross Ooh. with a loop at the base of it, and she takes it and she runs her thumb over a gem towards the base of it and the blade retracts into it with this clack 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 and she tucks it into her belt nice as she steps up to you and she goes she goes ah if it isn't the town preacher who's your furry little friend hi I'm a professor Halsey's honeycomb of the fourth and it's a pleasure to meet you she smiles and she reaches down and she ruffles your head and she goes, you are fucking adorable. If Thank I you. ever need another stuffy for bed, I'm taking you. <laughs> she gets up and she goes, come on, drinks all around. And they're like, yay! And Shadow's like, yay! Why is it that Halstead is always the first one to get tipsy? <laughs> he always gets drunk. <laughs> Every time. Yes. And... Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that's the middle of the day, but you know it, it, it would be rude and just like pop off a bottle and just like it's a they're they're drinking, drinking. grog they're drinking grog so basically it's rum and pineapple and it it'll you know it, yep, it's, yep. it's pineapple rum so yep yeah that stuff oh boy yeah they 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 <laughs> they pour house that a sa- the same size mug they're all drinking out of. And uh, the group goes back to shanties and bullshit Uh, and just general madness. The group goes back to shanties and bullshit. (laughs) Yes, Dan. And Sosha just, like, remove herself from the area and go find other people to listen into. You totally can. (laughs) You're just gonna leave Halstead to drink. (laughs) She sees nothing wrong with this. Nope. And it's not new. It's really not. No. Q night one spinning on a lazy Susan. <laughs> um, as you're making your way down the hallway, you feel the thump, thump, thump of footprints coming up, like you do with dunts on most wooden floors. I turn around, assuming it's dunts. You are staring at the at a an iron waste plate. And as you look up, you're literally staring at what looks like a uh, memorial suit of armor. 
full figure just like stands there. Um, he's got this axe slung across his back as he looks down. Um, you can see a flicker of white light moving around through the 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 crenellations in the armor and through the eye holes in the mask. As he as as he he kind of he stops, looks down, and he goes, "Please excuse me." Of course. As you uh, you move to the side, and he goes, "Thank you." And he makes his way past. Um, you can see through the gaps in the armor, the suit is empty. I think I think we found Balthazar. <laughs> I I think you are correct. <laughs> Sir, she does a little wiggle, <laughs> and she just like takes a mental note to tell the rest of the group. All right. Um, cool. let's see here. Um, yeah, hey, you've uh, you have encountered the maps of the of the different regions of the world. Um, I can. Uh, Share those with you momentarily. World expands knowledge. Big wrinkly brain energy. Yeah, she's working big brain time right now. So, um, hold on just a moment while I find my maps folder here. The expanse expands. Just, just for a mental picture, Azal like, what are all these? Opens the rolls and they just fall to the floor. And she's like, there's more than one. Okay. Uh, Look at all those chickens. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's more than one place that I need to know about as A unlocks seven different regions. Or six what do you mean the world's? Regions. What do you mean the world's not flat? <laughs> Straight up. We don't though. know that. And at this oh. moment, we found out that it is actually diamond-shaped. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it is an octagon. <laughs> I literally was about to say it all rests on the back of a giant turtle that flies through space and time. I actually get to see it the is a, It is a disc <laughs> on the back of four elephants, which all stand on the back of a turtle, which yes. flies through space. I'm With so a excited. cigar in its mouth, and it's, sound, and it's voiced by Bob Hodgkins. Yeah. And if you're wondering what carries that turtle, another turtle. Yes. Yes. Voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. On more elephants. Voiced oh by God. Gilbert Godfrey. Why am I the one who's always on the bottom? I have so many questions about these. Just more turtles. The answer is always turtles. And I swear to good. For days. I want to have Sirship Hope turtles. between the empty armor plate, but you know. I got to hold back on that. <laughs> Dang it! Now I'm sad you did. Oh my god! I can. Ju I really want that to have happened, and the entire thing to just fall apart, and then for just her to hear the disembodied voice go, "Was that really necessary?" <laughs> <laughs> can I help you with something? <laughs> um, Where are you? <laughs> are you Where another are voice you? in here? <laughs> And oh, I'm so sorry. Is it? Did we hit that at the same time? <laughs> You're darn right, we did. Yes, yes you did. Um, it is uh, almost six o'clock, so I think this is a good time for us to take our brief break before we jump into the next round of NPC interactions. So, uh, everybody, please hydrate, use the John, get your snacks, everything else, and we will return momentarily. Yeah. Warning. This is a world of heroes and villains, of adventure and adversity, of love and death. 
The characters portrayed in these stories come from varied walks of life, not all of them healthy, and the journey ahead is dangerous. Sessions may include strong language, suggestive situations, alcohol or drug use, depictions of violence against anyone and everyone, speciesism, classism, social elitism, self-harm, slavery, and death of characters or NPCs. The world can be a dark place, and sometimes bad things happen to good people. If these things make you uncomfortable, you may want to consider alternative listening, but ultimately, only you can decide whether or not this is the show for you. If it isn't, you're under no obligation to say, we hope you find what you're looking for. If it is, then we hope you enjoy the show. And we're back. Thanks for uh, waiting while we sorted ourselves out. Now, um, we, we move to uh, Riker following uh, Isaac's directions. You find uh, the little um, impromptu shack that's been built up on the deck um, that has a sign hanging on the door that says Caridwin Page Healer. Uh, hello there. Um, the door opens and, uh, there's a woman inside who smiles at you and she goes, Hi, did you, uh, did you need something? Uh, yes. I was hoping, um... Chat for everybody as well. I was hoping that I could, um, find some books on the anatomy of monsters in the expanse as well as like the races of Rianova for research um I I have a couple um uh were you looking to look them over or um perhaps if that's possible if I have to look at them here that's fine I don't mind staying to study them oh um Rikaletum by the way she uh, she smiles uh Shakes your hand. She says, Caridwin Page. Everyone just calls me Carrie. Please, uh, come in, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Matamor. Uh, please. That's, that's fine. She uh, leads you inside and uh, gestures to a small impromptu bookshelf. Birdo, check chat. Yes, sir. Um, she gestures off to the side and says, please, um, over there, you can take a seat and peruse. Right. Um, okay. Um, thanks. Also, um, since you're the medic, um, or healer person, do you, um, you familiar with Silverthorn? Um. Or whatever it's called. Uh, yes, I, I, I work with herbs from time to time. I, uh, um, my, I, uh, y you study it to a degree when you're at the academy, of course, um, so, but I mean, magic is the predominant healing method they teach over there. But yes, I, I I've done some uh, herbal studies. Any chance you have some of it on you? Um, I don't tend to keep it around. It's a dangerous poison. I wouldn't want somebody to accidentally grab it from something else. The lacerations alone. Maybe I'm thinking of a different plot. Um, lycanthrope. Hi. Human. Hi. Um, that's 
What I mean is I'm looking for a, like a potion-based deterrent to potentially use as a failsafe on the Knights of the Cursed Moon. I'm not familiar with any sort of herbal remedies for lycanthropy. Um, oh. I'm, honestly, I'm rather um, um, impressed to have a lycanthrope capable of uh, conversation. Most lycanthropes just, you know, are eat your face. <laughs> They're not very social creatures. Um, well, there's a time, you know, 80% of the time we aren't we aren't, you know, eating things in that way, you know, but people just like you. Her her eyes involuntarily widen a little bit at the eating you phrase. That's uh, um no, like I didn't mean you specifically. Because if every lycanthrope was looking to eat you specifically, that would be a lot of lycanthropes chasing after you. I get a lot of people chasing around after me already. I, I, I don't think I could deal with another one. Well, then it's a good thing that all lycanthropes aren't after you, then. Um, right, uh, this shelf here, you said? Yes. Um, he would peruse for any, like, interesting title that would about anatomy that he could discern. Okay. Um, you find a, a book on um, uh, species lore, or of uh, Rianova species lore. And, uh, yeah. You said you were human, right? Yes. Uh, where from? Originally from Rianova, or one of the other... Places. Oh no, I'm I'm from Rianova. Um, I uh, she uh, she she gets a bit of a crestfallen expression on her face. She says, "My uh, my my family was killed during a siege attack, and um, uh, during during a siege attack in Miranda, and um, I uh, I I was uh, taken to uh, Baron." with uh, the other war orphans. So, you know, packed Sorry with the a lot of... She, she uh, just, like, literally reflecting back on it, you can see, like, the tears just welling up in the corners of her eyes. Um, she, well... Uh, she kind of... <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's just not something I think about very much. It's she not something... legitimately embarrassed that she is just like, tearing up in front of a complete stranger. Well, she goes, if um, it's... She goes, um, why don't you um, go ahead and uh, take a look at things. Uh, I'm gonna, I gotta run out and do something. I'll be back in a minute. And she hastily leaves and trips do over the a... bed and squeaks undignifiedly oh. as she face plants into the ground. Oh, that hurt. And um, uh, she's like, oh, oh, God. And He helps know, her up. He helps her up. Well, um, as you get up to help her up, she struggles to get up on a on a hands and knees position in a robe that's not built for a lot of movement. So, he uh, closes his eyes and walks over there and tries to help her up. He's really trying to be a gentleman. Why would you close your eyes? Um, there is a squeak as a hand slaps a rather bouncy ass through a... No! Uh, oh, yes! There it is! And, uh, there it is! There's a, 
there's a yelp, and you're like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, it's that, fine. I, it's okay. I was trying to be respectful. I closed my eyes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I'm it's just okay. trying to. I totally understand. It, it's not a thing. I don't. I don't think you're a pervert or anything. It's all right. Oh well, that would make the first person in like six fucking years. Thanks. She's, uh, she gets up and she is just like fucking nine shades of beet red. Um. Right now, and she's like, I'm gonna step outside for a second. Do you have a pencil? Oh yeah, it's right over there at the desk. Thanks. She uh, she's she's like this. She turns and she walks into the corner of the door frame, just like, oh Jesus, oh God. <laughs> as a door mercies as she makes her way out and closes the door. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, shit, that happened. Okay. As long as the others don't find out, I'll be okay. As long as the others don't find out, I'll be okay. <laughs> They're gonna find out. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. How would they know? (laughs) Um, I'm gonna hear it from somebody. um, (laughs) Riker begins to write. uh, Well, he tears a piece out. He begins to write in his journal, but then he flips to another page, tears it out, and starts to write the story about how his parents died as a kid, and he's going to like sign it at the end. Riker and leave it for her, and then when he's done reading, he's going to leave the room. Most morbid thing to leave a woman whose ass you just slapped. He's trying to be like, "Hey, I know where you're coming from." Like he's trying to be sympathetic, Emp- sympathy, empathy, empathy. You no, because he's empathy. been through it. He's lost his family. Yeah, empathy. Sympathetic. Sympathetic is like- saying I'm sorry. Empathetic is feeling sorry. Yeah, like actually feeling. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry that you fell. Whereas empathy, you're like, oh, man, I well, fell into you. I know how it yeah, Like, I've been there. Yeah, he isn't. Remember, <clears throat> Riker can't spell sympathy without... That <laughs> 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 Love you too, Berta. All right. Well, um, now we, uh, we move on the other side of things to um, uh, Amaria going through the maps in... Uh, the war room. There's so many different places. I was only afraid afraid of Arya and Miradini. There's oh my god. Isaac says, um, it's kind of amazing when you think about the whole picture instead of just the part you're standing, isn't it? As A turns around, doesn't sees, almost drops all the rolls again. Oh hi, Isaac. Uh, I hope you don't mind I'm looking at your maps here. Oh fine. my god. <laughs> this is perfectly Let's... fine. I'm not concerned. Knowledge is a thing to be shared. Well, I'm really happy you said that because there's quite a few questions I have. Why is this place the Lazarus Ark? Why is it on fire? Why is it all red? Um, because there's so many the, things. That's the subterranean uh, place of Rianova is kind of stacked on itself. There's the surface where humans and a lot of the other races live. Then you go down through the tunnels, you enter the subterranean kingdom, which is predominantly magma sea. And then there are continents where the dwarves and a few other subterranean races live. All right. So I'm never going to, uh, going down the Tower of Zod or whatever it's uh, called. Nobody's that been doesn't in the Tower fun. of Zod for over a thousand years. So if you figure out how to get in there, you got to tell somebody. That's kind of a big deal. Oh, well, I guess I need to read more because all of this is very confusing. It gets like that. Trust me, I grew up there, so it and it's <laughs> no less confusing for me sometimes. Oh man, how 
how did you come across all of these maps? There's so many. Um, I uh, spent a small portion of my youth um, robbing the Royal Library in Baron because I wanted to read things I wasn't allowed to read. Touche. I mean, honestly, who hasn't taken a book that they're interested in every once in a while? <laughs> he smiles. He says, um, as uh, the royal family's reasserting its uh, dominance over things, part of the campaign is to take away education and other things from demi-human races and also to uh, limit the spread of certain types of information from those who are deemed not members of the royal barony. Hmm. Which is kind of ridiculous if you uh, think about the fact that the capital of the, the capital of the country is called Baron, and they have the baronies. I don't. You'd have thought they'd have come up yeah. with something more inventive. I don't know. A little redundant. It all sounds rather barren if you grab my gist. Oh, I heard that. Um. <laughs> uh, but let's let's see. Um, wow, there's so much. Is there anything, do you think, here that could give me more information about Chroma abilities? Um, it's my understanding that Chromas originally were the apprentices of necromancers. That makes sense. I mean, I can definitely summon a lot more dead people than most. Well, Chromas tend to focus, at least it's my understanding, that they focus more on the spiritual aspect of it. And it's the uh, necromancers who work with uh, work with the uh, the meat of the matter. Mm. Um, Makes sense. We're more soulful people. <laughs> um, necromancers do originate from Rianova, so I imagine that Chromas did it too at one point before the Divine War broke everything. So you said in Rianova there's necromancers. Do you think with my chroma abilities that if I were to meet a necromancer, I might be able to not only bring the spirit back, but their body as well? No, you could definitely bring this body, but necromancers could certainly work the other side of things as long as... I mean, my, my knowledge of necromancy is uh, somewhat limited. It's not a topic I've discussed with a professor at any good length. Hmm. But um, Oh, a professor. We have a professor who's around from time to time. Uh, Satori is a necromancer, um, a chroma, a practitioner of several different types of magic. Is he here? Not currently. He uh, steps in and out as he sees fit. He uh, has a, a uh, he has an, an atelier. And what was his name again? Satori. Just in case... Satori? Cool, in case if I run into him. Oh, trust me, he'll be hard to miss. Just, you know, watch for, uh... Well, I doubt he'll ever fix the damn bolts. Should, should you hear somebody swearing mm -hmm. as their head rolls down the hallway? That would be Satori. Oh my goodness, that is kind of awesome, but also really inconvenient. Uh, Speaking of which, that makes me hungry. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's go get some food. Yeah, let's go to the Ow! Okay. Rolling heads, you know, gets me meat. Sure. <laughs> 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 
why why was that so in character? I'm like, obviously. <laughs> the thing is, I couldn't differentiate from that from character to IRL for a second. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was full A, just like, no, obviously, if they're headless and they're not living, I can get meat from their body, obviously. Yep. yep. <laughs> if Dustin had been there, he would have been like, yep, got it, yep, I got it. Yep, cool. Everybody, oh. mark furious tapping off your re- off your uh, Vanadia bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We All really right. need to. Do you need to put that down? No, I'm just. I just think that the bingo card is hilarious. I think it's yes. brilliant. It's amazing. Thank you, Jub Jub. Yes, you yes, go, Jub Jub. Jub Jub and Rockstar. Truth. Also, the amazing fan art. Yes. Dude, oh my God! Yes. 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 yes absolutely, everybody. If you haven't. Please stop into the uh, fan art section and check out Jub Jub's amazing renditions of our uh, crew of colorful miscreants because they're amazing. It's yes. so good. Jub Jub's amazing. All right, um, Sersha, you uh, That's me. continue your walk. Um, your walk uh, takes you out on a small basically, for lack of better description, a balcony off the back of the ship. It's got a waist-high railing. You can see the sky and the clouds for miles and all that. There's a bench, and sitting on the bench is a uh, a prior. A a priest. Um, He has uh, his head bowed in reflection. Um... There's a book in his lap that you notice he's running his fingers across the surface of. Uh, there are no words, but as you look closer, you can see a series of raised bumps and indentations. So she will approach him and just say good day. Oh, you must be one of the new ones. Uh, we are on board for quick travel. Of course. Hello there. Oh, I'm Sersha. He uh, goes to raise his head, um, but he, uh, uh, as the uh, as the hair comes up, his hair is very dark, dark purple. It's almost gray at first, but as you see it, you can see just the barest amount of color in it. Uh, he goes to raise his head, and then he stops, and he tips it back down, and he extends his hand up to you, and he goes, I apologize. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. You can't. I travel with the Trollkin. I've studied some... Damn! <laughs> I can appreciate the sentiment of your words, but um, my situation is somewhat different. Sersha will kneel down and just kind of look up at him. The, her... the prior has basically what looks like a blindfold on. You can see the blood soaked in the cloth from where his eyes are not. You can also see where it's leaked out on the underside of the wrappings on his face. Yes. I assure you, the wounds are not new. They simply do not heal. Sersha will just give a smile at him. It's fine. Some of us have inward wounds that won't heal. I think you're quite lucky you get to wear yours on your sleeve. That is a an interesting way to put it. Um, I should warn you, my uh, friend is behind you. 
should you turn I don't want you to be surprised Sersha will just kind of look over her shoulder um, there is a small a little girl 10 maybe 12 years old standing behind you um, she looks up at you and smiles and the first thing you notice is that the iris and sclera of her eye are pure black she has a ring around her eyes as if she has wept tears of blood and they have stained the flesh and there is a dark ring of bruises around her neck oh no yeah she smiles at you and she goes hello Miss Crudu my name is Lasariona she uh, skips her way around you and sits on the bench next to the uh, next to the prior you said friend of course the priest looks the priest looks up looks up at you and smiles says Lissariona has taken it upon herself to help me with things that I uh, have somewhat of an impairment regarding she snorts the, the little girl snorts she goes oh don't I? as if anything would actually impair you Uh, Sersha will just sit down and open up her journal and just ask, may I draw you? If it pleases you. The little girl smiles and she goes, make sure you get his good side. I'll have to get yours too. And she reaches forward to boop her nose. Okay. Is there contact or does it go through? Oh no, there's contact. She's solid. Oh, she's real. Okay. She's also cold (laughs) to the touch. Ah, 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 I think Den knows what we're dealing with. I don't think Sersha does. You what I think it is? This is horrible. I don't do creepy kids. I don't do <sighs> I'm scared because I'm getting a message. <laughs> One, two, three. Everybody type down, everybody type, uh, put down on your bingo card, furious typing. (laughs) You didn't get it earlier, now you got it. (laughs) Good. Sersha clears her throat a bit. And she looks. looks at you and she sm- her smile broadens as she realizes that you've seen something. Sersha will give kind of like a, a bit of a half smile and say, I'm glad. She Jordan smiles. Now. She goes, I like this one, Dante. She's perceptive. He goes, yes, second sight. Very good of her not to go mad from it. Many people can't handle the exposure. Thankfully, they don't talk too much to me. Not unless I call upon them. The little girl um, lays down across the bench, you know, in the kicking her feet fashion, uh, with her head propped up in her hands as she looks up at you. It's an innocent, childlike, you know, pose, but there's something unnatural about it, probably given who's doing it.
Thersha will, um, she'll pull out the crumpled piece of paper that's half torn from her journal and show it to Lasaria and say, look, this is what I can do. Do you want me to do this for you? The, uh, and, like, motions with charcoal towards the paper. Oh, the drawing you did of, uh, mm-hmm. she goes, oh, that would be lovely. I don't think anyone's ever captured me like this. Perfect. Sersha will get to work and just carry on quick, short conversations, making comments about how lovely the hair is, and make jokes at the bleeding and just be like, hey, you got a little something right here. This amuses her to no fucking end. She, she smiles, she goes, I like this one. I'm keeping you. No. <laughs> no, not another one. She says, she's, she's, I'm keeping you. And Dante reaches up and he strokes her hair back from her forehead and he goes, don't tease. And she, and the smile goes from the exaggerated stretched corners back to a normal demure child's one. And she smiles and she kind of rolls over and just lays her head in his lap and he just sits there kind of stroking her hair. So she will draw that exact moment. Your group has uh, found itself in an interesting predicament, I can tell. A bit. A bit. I'm not sure what exactly we're going to do to by this. We have a plan, but I'm not too sure if it's going to work. And I don't think we're able to take on Celine for a second time. Um, the little girl snorts in an unpleasant fashion and mutters a curse. Oh, you're assuming it's a curse from the way the language sounds twisted and backward and slightly distorted. To which uh, Dante goes, language. Sounds like Fallon when he's upset. Here says I'm. When dealing with creatures of celestial origin, the most indirect fashion is often the best. Not always simplest, mind you. But sometimes the best. The little girl looks up at him and says, Well, I don't think you can expect just anyone to claw their own eyes out with a piece of stained glass. That's a little extreme, don't you think, Dante? So a means to an end. If the body is a temple, one must only defile it so that it is an unpleasant place to occupy. She is almost, she has an expression of almost pride when she looks it up, up at him while he says that. And in that instant, this demure child form seems less childlike, like there's something older in there. Seeing as how you have some experience, I would assume, with getting rid of or at least deferring things that may try to get into somebody's mind. Some, yes. 
how would I be able to help somebody separate themselves from Celine? I don't think he's quite here as a person anymore. No, many people are not. When you are confronted by by powers like that, it's easy to shut down and get away from them. You might have assistance from uh, Shiloh, not Shiloh, from Shiro, or uh, perhaps even Augustine. Both of them are uniquely qualified for dealing with uh, for dealing with divine forces. Unfortunately, we don't have a paladin amidst the ranks right now. Otherwise, I would suggest him. Their connection to the Nephilim often lends them a level of insight. Sharo, however, is a Cenobite. They are uniquely educated in the actions of that which is not terrestrial. Would the girl smiles and she goes, or you could just take Dante. Because I don't think they want to do that. Or the merrier. At times, there are tasks better handled by a scalpel than a hammer. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Quite I true. had to. Oh, that's beautimous. Quite true. Sersha is going to like hold up her stub and just make like a very pointed end on it mm -hmm. and say I think I think a sharp and fast approach would be best and she's going to tear the page out of her journal that she's finished and hand it to Lasaria Lasariona but yes Lasariona yeah sorry no you're good uh, my names no. are uh, no. my, my names are uh, not simple sometimes I was shorthanding in my book well, it's so in your chat that's so. my bad yep Sersha, or sorry, I give it to Lasariona and just offer a smile and close the journal. She takes it from you and she smiles. She uh, reaches out and um, she reaches out and she squeezes your finger and you feel a flicker of cold trace its way up your wrist. She goes, it will be there when you need it. She hops off the bench and she skips away. Sorry, you didn't get a chance to see that, Dante. Ah, I'm sure she'll show it. I think I caught your best side. He, he looks at you and he goes, Based on the quiet satisfaction you felt while you drew those lines. I'm confident that you did an exceptional job preserving the image. Yes. <laughs> I, I just read the chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sersha will just nod and... Uh, would you be able to point me in the direction of 
Shiro, you said? Shiro, yes, Mr. Rugan. I imagine you'll find him in the mess hall, quietly disapproving of the pirates. Hmm. Just like I was. All right, she'll bow (laughs) as she is accustomed to and say thank you so much for your time. Be well. Be well. And she'll turn and head back in the direction of the mess hall and just kind of keep her eyes out and look around for other things that she can see around the ship. Okay. Um, Hope, I would like it if you would roll percentiles. Oh, and uh, in the group chat for... uh... Oh, I love it. In the group chat for people who uh, were wondering about Lasariona. Nope, nope, I love absolutely her. not, absolutely not. No, I love her. <laughs> well played, no. man. well played. She has an intriguing personality for sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't like. I don't like this game. <laughs> uh, I don't like this game. Quick clarifying question: Did that a uh, thing that I see? Did it seem alive still, or was it dead? Um, alive. Oh alive. no, still whimpering. I... I don't like what what thanks I, I hate it I don't like third eye open sir shit there's too much shit there's too much stuff alright is um, it alive is it dead did that thing just look at me what thing we're the only people in here what are you looking at what did you roll DJ I rolled a 100 nice <gasps> oh, then crit, you crit, and, crit, uh, crit 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 yes. you and Jaren have um, labored away and you have, with his assistance, memorized the spells that he handed you. Hey, all of them? Yes, provided you have In- enough intelligence to retain those. You can have one spell uh, per point of intelligence. I have eight intelligence hand, though, tree. Okay, that, oh, hope, go. that doesn't include um, diagnosis or shared light. Those are not oh. spells in that capacity. Oh, okay. That's I think that's five spells. Six, Six spells, okay. Yes. Because that's including Colin, yeah? Yes, yes. With Jaren's assistance, you uh he helps you master the magic and you tuck those spells away in your belt. Okay. In your your metaphorical and... belt. Okay. And send me the the thing for for those? Yes, of course. Beautiful. He, uh, Jaren sits there. You two are sitting cross-legged up on the deck. He, uh, well, you get the impression he's smiling as he talks to you. He says, you know, you're very smart. I'm not surprised, of course, but it's quite impressive to watch somebody so voraciously consume that much knowledge. Well, if it's put right in front of me, you know, I might as well take it. Oh, well, trust me, there are plenty of students I've had over the course of years and lifetimes that uh, did not possess your devotion. It is an appreciative trait. Thank you. He, uh, 
sighs and sits back against uh, the railing. I kind of do the same. I'm, I'm not really sure what to do now that now that the here endeth the lesson, as such. Well, I, I don't I don't really know what to talk about with Jared apart from. I'm still kind of trying to, to peek under his hood as if I'm going to actually see anything. Um, as you are analyzing it, um, you become aware of the fact that he is literally wearing a cloth mask under it. Um, but you can also tell that the shape of his face is not what you would expect. I heard that. Not me. <laughs> no, I Unless think I just... this book can do that. <laughs> Sorry, I was checking a notification. Didn't realize my sound was on. <laughs> it's all good. I was like, who just popped in? Who did they kiss? my <laughs> Yep. Questions wah, unanswered. Wah, wah, wah. I still like uh, Chase Hallfelder's uh, minor key version better, but that's yes, me. that's just me. Okay, now um, it's not just you. <laughs> spells in uh, your uh, DM sees you. Yep. Okay. Um, you sit in a in a companionable silence for some time. You're not sure what to say, and he is comfortable not trying to force a conversation. Yet you can tell from the shape of his profile under the mask that his face is not properly shaped. <laughs> Sorry, so I'm tr I'm trying to do multiple things at once. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to get all the the information on the spells that all of these spells that I have learned, while also thinking of a question. It's all good. There's a general rampaging around the deck as well. People doing their uh, going about um, checking things, uh, moving boxes, bags from location to location. You see Riker squeak his way out of a small uh, out of a small shack on the back end of the boat and scurry his way along. Before sending me a DM. <laughs> I'm I'm not sending you a DM, I'm just I'm filling in all of the information. Oh no, no, uh, Riker's sending me one. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. I thought you were talking to me. So do you actually follow my mother, or did she just turn up on your doorstep and demand you start, you start stalking me? <laughs> that is an incredibly vivid description. <laughs> um, not a way that 
I couldn't see her acting, but uh, no, um, I I am not a follower of Imogen. I'm not a religious person, really. Um, I understand they're there. Um, you're a bit like myself. You you're aware of their existence, but you're not actively following any of them. No. I'm, I'm not. I am somewhat of split mind when it comes to such things. There is some nestled nugget of pre-programmed behavior that says that the gods should be respected and treated forward and viewed as such for their higher beings who have shaped the world. And then mm. on the other side of things, there's a frustrated young man who wants to scream at the sky, you're not the boss of me, you can't tell me what to do. I know the feeling. I imagine you do. Which kind of begs the question, like, if, if you're not an active follower of my mother, why, why are you doing this? And why, not to get existential, why are you here? No, that's, that's a perfect appropriate question. Um... Steeples his fingers. Puts him like this, and you realize from the shape of it, part of what's throwing you off about the face is there's no nose for his fingers to butt up against like this. There's, in fact, an absence of nose shape. There goes. That is a difficult question to answer. Um, I could be coy and say that it is a task I was literally made for. Um, I, w I would appreciate some honesty here, considering I'm, I'm getting a lot of the whole being treated like a delicate flower recently. No, not at all. You're much stronger than that. The things you've endured would have crippled emotionally or mentally a lot of people. You ever... Oh, of course you do. You know exactly what it's like to stand inside of your own little glass wall and watch people do things and go, God, I wish for a moment I could pretend everything was as simple and boring as it was for you. That yep. way you chuckle just a little at people when they ask for excitement. So you, if you if you had the slightest idea, you hmm. wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I am here at the behest of I guess you could call him in some ways my father. Not in the way that he was directly responsible for my birth, but rather in that he contributes to the forces which allow me to exist. Imogen came to him and said that 
She wanted somebody uniquely motivated to keep you safe. And he said that he knew exactly what to do. I was co-opted for a task, which I am at the moment uniquely suited for. Okay. And I'm not, I apologize, I realize this is a very vague answer. It's very evasive. I don't. It is answering the question without actually answering it. Have you ever been afraid that telling somebody the truth would hurt more than it would help? Yes. There are a handful of people like that I feel that way about in this world, and you're one of them right now. And I apologize for that. I really do. The last thing I want to do is bring anything unpleasant into your world. You've already had enough. So maybe you don't really want to know. Maybe it's more of a... I have more of a vested interest in your safety than even you do right now. Right. Maybe you'll tell me another time. There is... You you have empathy, don't you? Mm. There, you have never seen so much pain in a face for a man who has no face than the way he looks at you sitting there. Like, he doesn't even have one, but there is so much raw, ragged, just, like, emotional conflict in, in his posture and the way he looks at you from behind that black mask. And he looks at you and he goes, There are worlds of things I'd love to tell you, but I don't think I should. He gets up to his feet, kind of grabs the back railing and pushes himself upright. I'd be willing to bet your retinue is probably at the uh, at the mess hall right now. We should probably rejoin them. I suppose we should. Uh, he uh, turns and he extends a hand to you to help you up. I'll let him help me up. Okay. He uh, pulls you up to the feet, which is an oddly familiar experience before he lets go of your hand and heads off towards the below decks. Okay. Yeah. 
everybody's like, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that there's there's a lot happening in this moment. Pregnant um, silence is pregnant. Please break silence. <laughs> yeah, silence makes me uncomfy. Um, the so uh, while Dunce is kind of working, um. He kind of looks over to. I'm so sorry, I've forgotten his name. Triskelion. Triskelion. Um, and he goes, Um, this may not be my place. Did your mom, um, did your mother keep you afterwards? My mother never survived. I was given to my father, and whenever he looked at me, all he could ever see was the thing that took his wife from him. So, no, my childhood was not a pleasant one. For appearances, I was expected to learn and to grow and to function and to uphold. Um the responsibilities of one of my station because it would be a cold day in the shade realm before a member of my family before a proud member of the Aplerods would not continue the family line and um, that was problematic as I am not as finely formed as others of my kind. I am markedly shorter, my build is squarer than most, and my condition lends to me a less than affable physical presence. I am not, and will never be, as strong or as healthy as the Aplerods before me, and will I ever sire another child? Doubtful. I don't even know if I have the capacity. But in terms of my intelligence, I am every bit as sharp as the rest of them, and that's something that they've never appreciated. So I carry the Aplerod name not out of love for my father or my half-siblings that he parented to propagate the line. But I carry the name because of what it means. The Aplerods have created amazing things for generations, and I am an Aplerod if not whether or not he can accept me. And I have an appreciation for what I do, and I have the spark of inspiration to create. I refuse to let a stodgy old man with an appreciation for cheap whores define my value. Dunce kind of takes all of that in. Um... I am sorry about your mother. From what I was told, she was a good woman. 
I wager you yourself have had a share of difficulty. People like us. He, he sets down the, uh, the metal he's working with and he turns to face you and he goes, People like us, those not so fairly formed by conventional beauty, are often treated as if that demeans or devalues us. I'm sure that you've experienced more than your fair share of that. Yes. If I might be so bold, Dunce, you are not defined by the value of your parentage. You are defined by this. And he reaches up and he taps your chest right over your heart. He goes, and you are defined by this. And he taps the shield that's leaning against the shelf next to you. Your creations are what will live on after you. And your stories will live on after you. And you travel with people and I think they have only good things to say about you. And even if that failed, even if they had nothing kind to say, anyone could look at this he picks up the shield and he kind of tips it so you can see your reflection in the light of the forge. Anyone would see this and know that it was crafted by somebody who possessed a unique capacity for the beautiful artistry of war. You have a gift. He sets the shield back down gingerly. He's very careful with it when he sets it down. He handles it like a museum piece. Thank you. He smiles at you, which is kind of an awkward expression, especially, you know, the, the whole of the expression because of the fact his eyes are constantly twitching back and forth. Yeah. He, he smiles warmly, as although awkwardly at you when he says that and he goes you are a gifted person you have a pure heart and a strong will and someday those will be the death of all good men but not today today we make weapons and we wage war He, uh, he lightly wraps your knuckles with his own pudgy little fat sausage fingers. <laughs> Knuckle bump! And then he, uh, he turns and he waddles back over to his own, to where he's working, and he picks back up the, uh, the um, metal he's working with. You guys have spent the better part of the last three hours um, braiding uh, rune metal wire and all that to form... Uh, to form uh, circlets or bracelets. Cool. Um, Dunce heads back over to where he was working. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if this is how this works, but his face is going to darken into a haunted expression 
um, that I don't think anyone's seen because Dunce hasn't had this look on his face in a very, very long time. And he's going to say to a very specific person who he's pretty sure is still around and to some extent, if they tried, could probably hear him. I'm aware that you can probably hear me. I'm aware that you've probably had your eye on me for a while. I want to make something perfectly clear. These ones belong to me. And just because you've seen one of us cut loose, let me make something perfectly clear. I'm the monster you think you know. And then he goes back to work. Okay. Hope to hell I didn't just break the boat. <laughs> nah, you good, fam. You good. Thank goodness. All right. Um, the rest of the group uh, makes their way into the uh, mess hall over the course of things um, to find Halstead. How... <laughs> All wasted. Is he sauced again? <laughs> we can't leave you alone for, see, for see any amount of time. You guys. Yeah, th- guys, this is, the twinks th- is of your, insane. Th- this I is, just noticed what you did. Yeah, <laughs> this is your nat 20 moment, Halstead. Describe the scene that they've walked in on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you guys just see what looks like what what probably you thought was just like was just going to be like maybe a few people here and there and maybe Sertian noticed and maybe a couple of others did where like they noticed like uh, other workers going like hey have you seen what's going on in the mess hall like like yeah you gotta check this out come on let's go and like you just see all the tables just like put in a circle and you Everybody's just like slamming their fists down into the table, going 97, 98, 99, And like Hostet is floating in the air doing cannonball somersaults, (laughs) just like while while simultaneously having an orbit around him of different drinks. Oh, honey. Oh. Oh, I'm, no. I'm dangerous three days out of every month. He is dangerous his this entire thing life. Is dang- this raccoon is literally dangerous anytime he steps into a kitchen with a wine cellar. Yeah, the or anytime he's in a kitchen, period. Do you not remember exactly. what we left? I was just thinking his entire life, alone. but you know, whatever. I- and each of the and like each time each one of the cups goes into its orbit, it tips so that the drink goes down into it. It's beautifully synchronized. It's like a beautiful mark. He's like a little clock, an alcoholic clock. He's, anyone... He's a Rube Goldberg machine to cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> is is anyone going to stop him? Or are we just going to let this keep going? The pirates I mean... are cheering. He's at a hundred right now. <laughs> Yeah, the pirates are like are just like having the the most. They just love this. They, I'm not dealing. Halstead has no. an eye patch and a bandana <laughs> tied around his neck. 
Why can I hear him singing Yoho? Be like, yo ho. <laughs> He's just mashing yeah. together all of the sets and shanties. Pirates life for me. Yeah, exactly. Dude, mate. Well, in Bangkok. Jaren, Isaac, Amaria, and uh, of course, Riker walk into this spectacle. Professor Honeycomb. Just, uh, uh, just immediately like turns his head and everything just like just like there's an audible break and maybe it's the illusion but you just hear it ah! <laughs> hi oh, hi J- Jaren is literally like you don't want to know Seriously, we question him know. all the time. It's okay. If you are aware that we are about to walk down into a prison. Again. This is the second time you'll be drunk-ish going down there. And this is starting to become a habit. Do we need to have a talk? If he throws up, it's not my fucking problem. I'm not oh carrying God. him this time. Can I we thought... make him a vomit launcher towards Celine? I just thought... Give it back it to her? Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh. At this point, Halstead's grasp of things has collapsed, and he's landed on a table less than gracefully. The glasses have toppled. Booze has spra- splattered. Some of the pirates are like, ah! The others are like, ah! <laughs> there, madness to cheers. In the corner of the table, there is a white wolf man just sitting there, uh, just like. Sersha will step forward to collect Halstead and then look over to the White Wolf. Isaac just looks at it and he goes, that is the most synchronized I've ever seen them. <laughs> that was just him. Don't include us. No, I'm talking about the pirates. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well. Shit. Maxine, Maxine comes out from the kitchen doors with more mugs and she goes, where's my raccoon? Oh no. Oh, we have anger. Sersha has him on her back and she's pointing at him. She goes, hey, hey. He's with me. Oh, oh. Ours. Oh, he's no, ours. no, no. He's mine now. He's got my eye patch and my bandana. He's part of the crew now. I think I just had my bandana on and I give them back to her. Like, here you go. Riker steps in between. All right, there. Um, um, uh, there's no need. For anyone to be, she goes. He could be want... both of yours. Hold, uh, Smelled uh, his tail. It smells like cinnamon rolls. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> how bad? Oh, how there's a move is Dubs... cloth, and now Riker's got a handful of one of Maxine's boobs. I hate this so much. Oh no! Oh, I'm no. so sure because you're watching. She specifically moved so that he did. Um, Miss, I would really Sersha appreciate smiles it a bit and then just starts so laughing out loud. Yeah, she, that is, Maxine starts fucking busting at the same time. Sersha and Maxine both just fucking lose their shit. I guess the phrase honor among thieves really doesn't exist. Um, uh, Maxine slaps Riker. I was just full on just whack. She goes, thieves! I'm a sky pirate, sir. Yeah, you used my word! Thief, pirate, sky pirate, 
Isaac walks over and he goes, Maxine. And he, he kind of puts oh, a hand on his shoulder and he turns her away. And he goes, I'm sure the crew has other things to be doing right now. He's also not a lady killer. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Amaria. Oh, I too can hit, kill. I can. <laughs> oh, you can kill ladies? Never wow. mind. Um... Isaac, Isaac just goes, don't, it's, no, don't have this fight. Trust me. Don't have it. No, we're I not. Just give Riker a pat on the back. Like, it's okay. We can't all be as good with the ladies as A is. Maxine turns. It's not okay. To, uh, Maxine turns and attempts to position Isaac in the same spot as uh, Riker was in, but uh, Isaac's hands move to avoid that, and he goes, no, 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 I learned this lesson the first time. Get about your business. Off with you now. Oh, I and think it's... She shrugs, she goes, you're no fun. And he goes, I never claimed to be. I claimed to be the sober man on a boat full of maniacs and drunkards. Yes, Izzy. Where is Dunn still working? Working, or are they almost wrapped up? No, you guys are about done now. You guys are on okay, your way cool. towards the mess hall. You walk <laughs> in to find spilled beer, tables arranged, one pirate lady, Sersha, dog guy in the corner of the room, and everything else. And Isaac's just like, "Let's all just go do our own thing, okay, Max? Take any people and just go." Any of the empaths fear this absolute just wave of despair. From Dunce's general direction, and anybody who hears him just goes, "For fuck sake!" Dunce language. Search he didn't do it this time. <laughs> the the Dun pirate lady. The pirate lady goes, "Oh, relax, big boy. It's all in good fun." I'm not laughing. Paul said, sure "What we'll did you do?" Stump out for <laughs> Maxie. Okay, I'm a pirate. <laughs> As you can see, he says, furry <laughs> friend has had a little too much of the grog. Next Here time we, we split up to go do our own things, Halstead, you're coming with me. Okay. Why does he want to please? No. N no. Thursha oh. just tightens her grip on his little arm that Wee. she has slung over her. Max, Maxine, he's got a low tolerance. You can't. He, then he becomes, he's yours now, but in the morning he's our problem. So I'd really appreciate it if you didn't encourage the behavior of the raccoon. We're waiting the night to go. <clears throat> she, uh, she goes, and she sucks in a breath and she goes to say something. <clears throat> and um, Isaac's, um, Isaac brings the umbrella up and puts it in front of her and he goes, I said, no, that's enough. <clears throat> Unless you want to clean up all of the vomit. Riker, I'm on your side. Stop helping. Okay. <laughs> I can promise you, it'll be everywhere. Oh, we know, fella. We know. Yeah, we, we Max know. Max goes, Please fine. Buzzkill. And he goes, yeah, I know. Bye. And she gets up. She goes, all right, come on. And the pirates all rah, rah, get up from their shit and grumble off as they go. Is the White Wolf still in there? Yeah. Cool. So she's gonna walk over to him and just kind of like keep Halstead slumped over her shoulder. Just hang on to him. <laughs> he sits there. He's arm. got um a he's got a short glass of tea in front of him, and a rather modest looking assemblage of um uh, looks like jerky and like vegetables. 
doesn't look like it's served. It's like he brought his own fucking food to the restaurant. And he just goes, your friend is quite animated. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, That's just a little bit of liquid courage because I am scared of what's out there. The wolf looks at you and he goes, may I? Sure. Sersha will kind of shrug him off. And he just, he like, reaches over to Halstead and he goes, Oh, hi. Thump! And he thumps Halstead's forehead with the finger. And Halstead, you are dry ass sober. <clears throat> That's better. Oh, talk about that. a mood killer. <laughs> Is he sober that. and hungover? Or just sober? He's sober and hungover. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's hungover. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, everything hurts, and I'm dying. The, the wolf just goes. He just walks over, puts her hand on him. <laughs> Hopefully, this helps. Oh. I hand him water. Does my bracelet help with hangovers? No. That's, right. Riker right. starts to say a prayer for Holstead in the corner. <laughs> There's just just. Yeah, I was about to say, Lolly. Even in the world of magic and mayhem, there's no cure for a hangover. Uh, I <laughs> hoped. Shara chuckled. The, the wolf goes, <laughs> Could have fixed that too, but I have no sympathy for the drunkards. Oh. We like you. Dunce, you hear Dunce give an actual quick like, <laughs> Oh. He looks at you and goes, I am Shara Rugon. Cenobite of the Order of the White Cloth. Exactly who I was looking for. Okay. That made this ten times easier. Sit, I just thought you were the please. only level-headed pro. Okay. Sersha's gonna sit and Hal said she's bumping on her shoulder. Sorry, this side. This shoulder. <laughs> oh, make the world stop moving. The, uh, the wolf... Sleep pours a small cup of tea and sets it in front of you. All said. Climb down. Drink. It is customary for strangers to share a beverage or something to eat to show that there is a sign of mutual respect, trust, and a connection for the moment. He takes a sip of his tea and he watches you to make sure that you do the same fucking thing. Me or Halstead? You. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll pick it up and drink from it. As soon as you uh, take the drink, he relaxes slightly. And I punch my fucking mic. <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> Wait until this thing comes into play and I don't know what to do with it. It's just gonna be like, head booping Wait, all the you time. mean like I do? Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you take the drink, he visibly relaxes a little bit and he goes, What do you seek? I was pointed in your direction by Dante. Ah, yes, the good father. <laughs> Almost like the godfather. Um, yes, yes, I, um, we seek assistance with ridding 
a person of a Nephilim. Or at least taking a blade from a Nephilim. He nods patiently and he goes, I am to assume that he is not of an aligned sort. He does not want her presence, but she will not let him go. The divine are quite possessive of their earthly implements. They can be, yes. This one especially. He, uh, reaches down and he shears a piece of jerky in half. Like, literally tears it with his fingers and you hear the fibers of the meat snap as he does and he sets a piece of it in front of you and then he eats the other half. My favorite. So she'll pick it up, rip off a little tiny piece for Halstead and then take a bite for herself. It is the saltiest, smokiest jerky. I'm oh. the happiest little monk in the world. Oh, oh. Oh. I mean, Halstead could probably use some salt right about now. He's very hungover. Uh. <laughs> I yep. can feel the sound going through my body. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear colors. Yeah. And they're all whispering, you idiot. <laughs> the wolf chuckles again at Halstead's discomfort. Halstead, you ever see a couple of hundred feet long dragon? A what? A dragon? <laughs> what did you he say? He just joins the conversation. <laughs> she said dragon. What did you say? Hope anyway. also joins the conversation. A dragon see. bear. We can discuss that after I was trying to... Dragons aren't real. Said the okay. man who cried flying ship. But those are obviously but, real, apparently. But flying ships are obviously real. Guys, at this point, I'm Blood trying and dragons to are outside the realm of possibility. I was trying to fuck with the hungover Danuki. At this point, I'm ready to believe anything. The only thing I'm questioning now is if there is a loving, omnipotent god. How because this hangover Fallon. is... How oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe... Um, there is a, uh, a soft... Yeah. There is a soft, gentle brush across Halstead's forehead... Um, you feel this cool, like liquid cool sensation kind of brush through your forehead and over your brain and down through your body and, and the, uh, the, the hangover and the discomfort goes away. It just melts away just so gently. Okay. As your vision focuses, there is this, uh, there's this, uh, pretty young woman with copper colored hair and she's, she's got a hand on your forehead and she goes, there you go. You look so unhappy. <laughs> just like Halsa just immediately climbs up and just hugs her. Just like thank you. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> surprised at first. Uh, uh, yeah. Sersha gonna just keep her attention on Sharo. Yeah, Sharo looks up past you and he goes, "Miss Page, you are far too lenient." She goes, Sharo. Considering what you, considering what the Cenobites put themselves through training, I would assume that you would appreciate suffering and an end to it as much as anyone. Yes. I certainly wouldn't consider that for self-inflicted destruction. Yes. Oh, come now, 
Do you really think the poor creature had a chance between Max and the pirates? I seem to recall a certain point where a young and easily influenced Abbot Kelb, who first set foot on the ship, allowed himself to find himself terribly liquored up and equally undressed on the prow of the boat one morning. Shara was like, <coughs> Yes, well, I think you've made your point. She goes, Good. I'm glad. She she pats Halstead's head. She gently sets him down. I go back to eating the jerky because it is delicious. And now I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she just kind of looks at Sharo and looks over his features and she goes, are you a lycanthrope? I'm sorry, one more time? Oh, are you a lycanthrope? He goes, no, I'm an oven kelb. We are the children of the hunter god. His hounds of war. I used to be, until my path was changed. So you don't go super crazy, like, three days out of every month or season? No. Sersha just was curious. Back to Nephilim. <laughs> yes, Hope. Wait, so when you say children of a god, like, like literally, literally created by gods, yes. or is that a met? Oh, okay. No. It so is, we're we're kind of similar then. It is a, a literal translation. The uh, okay, so my people, the Aben Kelb were created by Walidu Imye Aluhush to be his hounds the hunt. I'm sorry, can you repeat that and slow it down that's, like five times? That, that's, that's, that's a, a mouthful and a half, that is. That's a, that's a hell of a you name. put his name in the chat spelled yes. out because <laughs> I, I, some people uh, might possibly he, he be worshipping yeah, this hunter god later on. Out for me he sees else. people blink and he goes, the gods around here really like their names. Is what I Isaac says in the background. It's a full mouthful and a half. <laughs> Not for someone with my head. Ah, uh, then say it, Dunn. Go for it. Yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah Dunn. Do it, Dunn. Say it. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. He doesn't have to do it if he doesn't want to. No, no, no this is this no, is no, out no. of character. No, 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 or of divine providence. Sure. <laughs> Wait, speaking of gods, you never answered the question from the other day. What? You know, I'll ask you later. <laughs> Back to Nephilim! So how do we, how do we separate a Nephilim from a being who doesn't want her or them. Cenobites such as myself practice to become divine batteries. We take in and constantly collect the power of the forces that govern this world. And we use it as a sort of uh, 
Like a splitting maul on a stubborn log, we take the energy and we push it between the invading consciousness and the mind of the creature that it chooses to inhabit. We force the energy in and it breaks bonds and it creates a divide. What if the person's dead? Well, then they may finally be given the blissful rest they deserve. Would you mind accompanying us? Just for a day. Can anyone learn how to do this? Or is it specifically the providence of children of the gods? I suppose anyone could learn. Not all Cenobites are Avin Kelb. My teacher was a human. It is simply a matter of learning to harness the power. Although it is a lengthy process. Okay, probably not something I could learn in the next few minutes. He almost looks slightly offended by that statement. He goes, certainly <laughs> not. <laughs> Pretty smart. So, do you just like... would be something I'd like to revisit eventually, though. Do you, do you just like... Is, do you expect him to... Like, I'm looking up at Saoirse. Like, do you just expect him to like flick Uber's forehead and like all that... Uh, vile gunk she spat up and undone just come leaking out or? Well technically I, I only need to lightly touch someone to exercise their influences. Oh. Most, of the th Most of the abilities we're taught don't require anything more than a touch to execute. Whether we're purifying poisons or expelling invading consciousness. Oh, that so. would be something I would be interested in learning eventually. But you know would you know how to deal with lycanthropy, then? Lycanthropy, as far as I know, is a curse. It is not something that I deal with directly. Things that defy sense and logic tend to fall into the lap of our local saint. He tips his head and he looks up at Augustine. And Augustine goes, Ah, oh, sure, she don't gotta flatter me, Sharo. I'm already here. Everybody looks at the reference picture to watch while he talks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he looks at him, he goes, it wasn't flattery. And he goes, I know, I just choose to look at it that way. It's so easy to get through the day when it just seems like all anybody ever has to say is sweet and loving things about you. I can say some sweet loving things about... No, no, no. <laughs> just... How <laughs> stead... Professor yes. Honeycomb. You, what? You're married. I know, I know. I just like you know. Just, he goes, well, shit. Sure, like just, I just, yeah, um, I just take my, I just take my tea. I just take my tea, and I'm just. Augustine goes, well, shit. Just because somebody's on a diet doesn't mean they can't stop and look at the candy shop window. <laughs> More or less, what I just said. He, he, when he says that, he winks at Riker. Dunce looks kind of for the first time, picks his head up because he's been like just writing in his notebook since the Halstead drunken fiasco. <laughs> he's kind of he hasn't fully removed himself from the group, but he's still with an earshot. He picks his head up and goes, "Why is marriage candy? Sh Never mind. It's something that you shouldn't do, Dunce. Just okay, we'll explain it to you later, Dunce. Absolutely, marriage is I... a terrible thing to involve yourself in. Just that is not what she said." Preach. As much Actually, yeah. Mm. No. 
Judge yeah, the, the up... smile on uh, Augustine's face is one of pure impudence, specifically <laughs> just to Gullreich at that moment. D- does... I... He's saying it's okay for Halstead to enjoy other people who aren't Tiberius. I just said it's alright to look in the candy store when you're on a diet. I don't know what you got out of it, man. You got some deep-seated issues you got to address and more personal time slot. Don't fucking don't twist talk about my that, words. Augustine. He is very sensitive with those issues. Don't <laughs> twist my words. Because I ain't twisting man. your words. He goes, I ain't twisting your words there, Stuffy. I just said he could look at a candy shop when he's on a diet. You're the one who's all like, you know, bigamy and adultery and everything else. I mean, that's not what I. Hostage screaming internally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not piss off the people that we're asking for help. Yes. He's just slowly but surely getting in between Riker and Augustine. He's <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Homie to homie. Nothing, none of this changes my thanks for what you did the other day. I was more than happy to lend you a little assistance right there. I, uh, You are not the first time I have had to help somebody take the reins away from something that had no business making decisions for him. Yeah, you slapped the Ariadne out of them. Oh, that is a mouthful. Sorry. Message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everybody got quiet. While we do Imye Aluhush. Sersha's just kind of slowly biting into the jerky. And waiting for this to calm down. So Sharo yeah, looks over at Augustine and he's just like. I know we're a handful, but for no, a day. You, uh, he, he says, no, no, no. No disrespect to any of your people. You don't know where Augustine comes from. You don't know his kind. He looks poignantly and for an instant, Augustine's mirth is gone. And it's just, it's a hard smile in his face. He goes, Fair enough, Wolfman, fair enough. Yeehaw, so who's coming with us? He, uh, um, uh, Sharo nods and he goes, If you would seek my assistance, I would be more than happy to provide it. Of course, how can we pay you? I do not require compensation. If someone has come to me and they require assistance, the Divine Hand has led them to me for that purpose, and I am obligated to provide. Uh, Sersha's gonna run him through the plan really, really quickly that they had come up with. I don't know if there was another plan made or not, but I don't remember one specifically being set out, and so... Wasn't there something that Dunn's handed you a plan? Don't send me a piece of paper that I've yet to look at. It's just been held in the between the sheets of my journal. What's on it? Mm. Thanks for reminding me. As it goes, you know, I feel like we've all gotten terribly off the subject of eating something. I'm gonna go poke the chef. Thursha <laughs> just holds up the jerky. Smart, smart man. Wait, who said that? Isaac. Oh. Isaac. 
Oh, don't forget, I packed you guys' lunches, so if you're hungry, you know, you got that stuff. Yeah, cold breakfast burritos. They're just like eating that in front of, in front of whoever is working as the chef here might seem a little impolite, so I'll, I'll save the burrito for later. Alright. Um, I also want to see what kind of food this ship requires or gives. Ooh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I would love to see what they cook, actually. Really good jerky. It is really good jerky. Alright. This is not bacon. No, it tastes like venison. Actually, do I know what kind of jerky it is? Um, yeah, it's venison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> venison. Hunt this yourself. Yes. I believe that uh, to maintain purity, I should only consume things which I myself have made, hunted, and prepared. That's a really good way of living. I love hunting, actually. It is, is that uh, hickory? It is the uh, the doctrine of Walidu and Mihalhush. We are created to hunt. That is what we do. I'm like that. Hick- Can I assume that uh, Mihalhush is the one over the hellhound? <laughs> like, are 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 the dots connecting for Sersha for the constellation the hellhound? No, not for that one. Uh, that one, he sounds more like a, I think you've got one about a hunter. Well, yeah. So you said he's a hunter god. Yes. We'll have yeah. to. Yes. We'll have to talk more when we're not planning taking over Nephilim's territory. I would love to learn some of your uh, skills. Augustine goes, yeah, be careful about that. If you get Sharo on a roll, he not liable to show up anytime soon. Oh, that's okay. When it comes to hunting, it kills. I love it. <clears throat> Anyways, the turkey's really good. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that hickory or, or mesquite? So, or... It is a, uh, <laughs> it is jasper tree. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, we use we we like to use a lot of uh uh we like to use a lot of apple and cherry wood back where I'm from. Um, the Perfect. smells of Isaac's food cart begin to perforate the uh, the mess hall. Spat finally gets Dunst to pick his head up and keep it up, and then he looks over to the rest of the group and goes, "Also, Riker." I know we had a discussion about me potentially keeping you a bit more accountable in the future over a certain topic. And Dunce reaches in, like, behind him, and he picks, takes out this shiv that is built to his size, and he just kind of holds it up, and he goes, I did this while I was over at the forge. And I appreciate it. I didn't know when was a good time to let you know, but... Now's the goodest time, isn't he? I didn't know what would be the appropriate time to bring up. I made you an implement of suicide. Just in case you feel the need to commit harakiri on yourself. Like we all, Do we all see this? Just like him handing yeah. him a silver shiv? No, I didn't hand it to him. It's, it's built... It's for it's him. Built, yeah, it's built to Dunce's size. 
Oh, so in other words, so, uh, it's a fucking silver longsword. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a Shiv uh, and Dunce's hands would be a double-handed sword for any of you. But yeah, he just takes it out, shows it to Riker just to be like, hey, remember that thing we talked about? I'm keeping good on my end of it. And then he just puts it back. So it'd be like a silver Zweihandler in mm-hmm. Halstead's hands. Yeah, basically. Um, Probably taller than both Halstead and Hope. Riker, as yeah. the food gets there, Riker would look back at Dunce and ignite his fork on fire. I'm always keeping my end of the bargain. So it's a little easier for me, but same goes. All right. Uh, Isaac brings out food. Like, oh, oh boy, who's hungry? Yeah, he brings out food. He goes, "God damn, I need to get Gideon in here to play some music. You people are stone faced." There's just leaking through her journal. Like looking furiously at her notes from like different constellations, and she's like, "Who said this?" Nope. Something. Nope. Keep going. Sorry, I thought your sentence was finished. Nope. Nope. No. It's done. Go ahead. No. What'd you say, Izzy? Who Who said the stone face comment? Isaac. Isaac, Isaac said that as he brought food out. Dunce kind of looks over to him. He's just like, "Stone is in my name." Fair. I bend it. I wasn't about to start stuffing my face. I could do some sting, some singing, but eating and singing does not go well together. Oh, eating and drinking does, but this buzzkill. Like, Charo just looks at you and he goes, "A pleasure." I just, I'm just writing that down. Notes for questions about hunting. <laughs> uh, Isaac uh, what a- provides food for people. <laughs> the wolf guy does he have any noticeable weapons on him nope in fact the only like looking at him there is a backpack sitting um just off to the side of his chair he has a bracelet that's hand woven from looks like leather or um some kind of coarse vine and uh he's not wearing much more than a loincloth and a belt Alrighty. How jacked are we talking? It's hard to tell because he's got dense fur. He's mm-hmm. got like timber wolf fur thickness going on. Nice. Um, but he definitely he's built how tall is Riker? Six foot? Yeah, he's he's about Riker's build. Okay. Cool. Dunce is just going to kind of tuck in quietly. All set. The candy shop's closed. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. But besides, what do I need? What do I need this for? When I've got a perfect piece, and the house is going to reach into his pocket and just go, oh! And pull out the letter. What's that? I've made a terrible mistake. What is it? What is it? I What's the matter? I forgot to send this letter to my husband. Is that bad? It that means we're going to have a lion coming to us. Wait, a what now? A husband. Oh, he, he wouldn't know where we were, that's for certain. 
you remember Hope doesn't know any of this. She doesn't actually yeah, Dunst know any turns, of this very well. Dunst turns to Hope and he goes, Halstead husband apparently is a lion man that is around my size, I believe. A lion what he man! Yes. Big fluffy. Well, well, th- I, I wouldn't get that excited. I'm pretty sure the last letter Halstead sent to him was sometime around the well fiasco. Um, and not oh, nice well. things had happened to us at that point. Oh, um, is this when you were all brought out of the. Yeah, yep. That thing thing. I patched Before then, yeah. Halstead's yeah. not moving. Halstead's just looking at this letter like. So we may have a very, very concerned and potentially angry husband. Come loping over the horizon at some point. Riker, how did you get Isaac and the ship here? <laughs> the man's gotta have his secrets. Can you help Hulk? Use calling. Fine. Um, uh, hope so. well... hope says out of nowhere. Um, Jared <laughs> chuckles dryly. Well, here's the thing I don't know him. The way the spell works, from what I understand from when I was studying it, I need to know the person. So, like, for example, if I just was like, hey, um, who's someone we know from back home? Ellen, uh, back from Meridina. If I was, like, calling, like, if I cast calling on Eleanor, because I've seen them and I know them, in theory, I can contact them. But because I don't know Tiberius, I haven't had a conversation with him, I'm assuming I can't contact him. Perhaps the innkeeper? Because I'm sure that might be the first place he would go. Fuck, what's his name? Isaac uh, brings name. out the next half of the food and goes, why don't you just ask Lissoriona to shadow tag him? To what? That's how we got the message to you. You sent me a calling. Shadow Calling's tag. a one-way spell. I had Lissoriona shadow tag you. I can go find her. I'm right here. Oh my god, oh, what are you? going to smile and what are you? look over at her. I, there's, you, yeah. Oh, sweet mother, what are you? <laughs> Is it really kind to of her? As, they, as this god. group responds like this, you feel the pleasure in her, like, radiate more. Are you... I need to so talk she's with She's going you. to put her hand on her head and very visibly, like, stroke the back of her hair to show that she's solid. Everybody can see her, eh? She's real. So is she dead? Are you dead? Is it rude That's to ask really someone if they're dead? Okay. <laughs> I'm so God, sorry. Eh, you can't just ask people if they're dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not around the living often. <laughs> um, he- hello. I think my name's Riker. You think your name is Riker? I know who you are. Are you sure? How do you know my fucking name? (laughs) Told you that the ride had reached the the eastern side of the city. Is this voice familiar? Yes. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Okay, so just smiles at the whole party. Guns is kind of looking. If you need help sending a message to Tiberius. Since Riker is um, really creeped the fuck out, I, I can help out. I also know calling. The thing but is, I... you don't know Tiberius, so it doesn't matter Halstead if you know the spell. Halstead does, though. The person casting the spell needs to know it. Soriana looks over at um, Sersha and she goes, I thought they wanted my help. They do. Yeah, um, we do. Can you help our Danuki send a message to his husband to let him know that we're okay? <laughs> 
Shia walks over to Halstead. She's kind. Don't be afraid of her. Or She's do. a girl. It's fine. She seems okay. to like it. Yeah, she goes, or do. It's fine. <laughs> okay. We all have skeletons uh, in our closets. Uh, Some of them are are in our bodies. <clears throat> uh, I don't know where the howling is coming from, but it feels really apt. <laughs> so, um, Sharo has bristled slightly at Lasoriana. Uh, of her. She's my baby now. So she uh, um, she crouches down and she puts a finger on Halstead's shadow. And uh, in a perfect mimicry of Halstead's voice, she says, Tiberius, sweetie, it's okay. I'm safe. There's nothing to be worried about. I don't like that. Although it occurs to me, is Tiberius going to be really freaked out by random disembodied Halstead voice coming seemingly out of And then she crooks an eyebrow. She goes, Oh. Oh, that's something you're all going to be worried about. Oh, no, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like that. Wonderful little girl or person thing, please. Speak, demon! I don't want to call her a little girl. Like, what if she's. Speak, you demon! Tell us what the information is. Oh, Riker, be Dunce, nice. Dunce she... is going to walk over behind Riker and grab him by the shoulders and pick him up and go, okay, Riker, you need to stop yelling and swearing. It's a she's tiny, a... scary girl demon thing. She's okay, she yes. the and Dunce, and Dunce flips him around so he's looking at him. He's just like, if the 14-year-old kid can cope, you can too. Stop yelling and stop swearing. Don't she leans over coping. and she whispers something in uh, Halstead's ear. Sersha is just going to shoot daggers at Riker. He shoots him right back. Dunce puts Riker down while also under his breath going, if you don't like it when people do to you, do it to you, you should know better than to do it to others. Oh, you're one to talk. Because if, if someone stood in the way of you doing something to me, never mind, it's not fucking worth it. So she's just going to walk up to... It's got a point, though, Riker. Turn to bed's fair play. Out of character, what's the little girl's name again? Uh, it is... I'll send it to you. Thank you. How's it going to look at her? And... Her face is... Like, she had been mirthful and everything, but she's looking at you, she is just, like, straight-faced. Uh-huh. Okay. You okay, Halston? This might be a conversation you should have with Isaac. She says to Halston. Okay. Um. And hospital just like do you like a head pat, just like um. She smiles at you. Thank you. 
You need help, Hal said. It doesn't look like it was good news. I... Uh, she, uh, Lissariona, looks at Riker from the, at the side uh, as she makes her way out. Sersha, you have a flash of that uh, vision again. Mm-hmm. Has anything changed, or is it the exact same? Oh, it's the exact <clears throat> same. Sersha smiles and then leans down and uh, plants a little kiss on L's forehead. She's nicknamed her L in her head. My things that look like they should have stayed dead. I don't know uh, if you need rest, but go. I she she uh she turns and she looks at Riker and she goes, "I was never dead." Okay, so that answers a hundred percent of most of my questions. And she tips her head. She tips her head sideways at Riker. She says, "Sometimes." The dead are the easy ones. They don't have to worry about what happens to those who are left behind. We don't have to spend our time chasing after mommy and daddy. Right? Be polite. Especially to forces you don't fully comprehend. You think your course, your curse makes you immortal. There are things you will find across this world that will consider immortality an extension to playtime. You don't have to die to wish for it. Bye now. And she makes herself uh she she skips out of the room. Like the Shirley Temple TCM movie classics <laughs> skips out of the room. Sersha sees nothing wrong with this child. She loves her. Sersha loves kids. I hate Maybe. them. Sersha loves them. Hope doesn't say anything wrong with a reader. Riker under his breath says, I'm sorry. No. As they walk away. Halstead just Halstead's looking Halstead is really emotionally fucked up right now for the empaths in the room like deeply fucked up like like, um, Black Parade just dropped and a 14 year old got it off Napster and is listening to it and it's changing their life kind of fucked up right now he just picks up Halstead don't you do it Ted (laughs) don't you do it do it Dead. <laughs> oh, no. oh God. Dead. When I was a young boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love it. I, My fascia. The, the best part of this wrong group, one. The best part of this group that I always appreciate is how fucking elaborate and long we'll run with a bit. <laughs> I mean, of course, speaking from our little black parade himself, we would go ahead and when it comes to our emoist of boys, we got to run on with that character. No, I think it's great and I think it's hilarious. But at the same time, like, I'm usually the one out of most of the groups I run with that like 10 minutes ago, I'm just like, I'm done with this bit and I don't want to go any further with it. And people are still like, yeah, right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. 
Isn't this like a ongoing joke for nine sessions now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are uh, definitely uh, more just... kids in the hall than Saturday Night Live, and I like it that way. Yeah. I just realized I probably shouldn't play it on stream. I forgot copyright. I mean, I don't think they're hitting you for note. one note, but. But um. But. I'm ready. Den uh, is warring with herself so aggressively at this moment. No, <laughs> my mic didn't pick it up. How's it? Here's, here's I'm still not getting it. Yeah. Still not here's, hearing it. Here's what's happening. I heard that. I heard that. We got that. Why don't you fucking work? So, uh, what is this event? What... Why is the cinnamon bun of the party so distressed? What is this tension that is grasping and grappling with the group at this moment? You're going to have to wait till next week to find out. Uh, yeah, are we really already at four? Wow. Yeah. How are we already at four hours? I forgot the geese. Oh, no. Because you guys... Uh, you guys wanted to have lives. Yes. True. Uh, <laughs> and to think I thought we were fighting an anti-god this time. Yeah, me too. Hey. Oh, well. We, we, we fought God. We fought God. We fought God. Honestly, we God. with all of the talking that we're doing, all of the character exposition, the fight looks like two, three, four sessions away. Well, oh, they never not. Or the encounter, I should say. I don't yeah. think so. I think it's going to be next session because we've got Same. what we need now. It's okay, yeah. guys. Only You've the players can dictate how this will go. But again, all of this, including the explanation of why Halstead is so deeply, deeply unhappy, we'll have to wait till next time. I am Make the narrator. Sure. This is my cast of characters. We'd like to thank you for joining us. And we'll see you all next time. Good Hi, night, guys, Internet. We love you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sweet dreams. Is it already 8 o'clock? Wow. Hydrate. Stretch. No. Posture check. Take your meds. That. Yes. <laughs>